This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. New scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. New features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, Andrew Webster gets treated to a crash course on Tigers in Decline in a single 80-minute seminar. Break out the hospital strength Domestos and UV light. Twill Nation HQ needs a clean-up as both our teams hold their opponents to nil. Kieran Foran loves the Warriors as much as his kids as he watches on from the sidelines with no involvement. Plus, we look back at all the action from Round 4 of the 2017 NRL season. All that and more This Week in League. Welcome to episode 248 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Man, 248, 250's sneaking up and I'm like, oh yeah, probably should do something. <laughs> what sort of jubilee is that? Oh, I have no fucking idea. Has Rocks anyone ever had that Rocks jubilee? Rocks and diamond jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. Um, yeah, it's quite, uh, yeah, well, it's, it's not really like a jubilee thing because nothing lasts that long <laughs> in modern times. I remember when I was a kid and, like, my primary school had its, like, 25th or something or 75th or something. Like, that seemed like a lot. But, in, like, yeah, since then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it still hasn't, it hasn't yeah, got much no. higher than that. So, uh, yeah, 250, though. So, fucking, what's happening in a fortnight? Well, in a fortnight, what, Easter? We away. Yes. One weekend. Yes. Uh, depending on work, I may be away. We'll see. I won't be doing anything over Easter. Yeah, I've been banned from going to any school activities. School activities, or well, it's going to be school holidays. So no, but the, el- the eldest this week wouldn't they? The or? eldest is at a Jeebus school. Yeah, same. Yeah, my kids are at a Jeebus so, school too. But I mean, they they finish tomorrow. Tomorrow's their last day. So yeah, so I was doing shit. Picking him up from school. Yeah, and the two-year-old asked what Easter was because of all the Easter stuff. Has he come out with the Jesus? No, well, I told him that that's when we celebrate, that the baby Jeebus was nailed on a cross and laid a chocolate egg. And I was within earshot of apparently some fairly influential P&C parents. Yeah. you know, so. the, Isn't that the funny thing? When you have your, your children at a, a religious school and, you know, we have to... We, I, I, go to I go to church once or twice a year and those times exactly correlate with a time when one of the kids is doing a reading or something at the yeah. chapel for the school yeah that's it like i'll go to support them and that's it but when you're at those things i'm always just sitting there like fucking in like my Columbo mode <laughs> just looking into the souls of all the other parents thinking are you do you ride or die for this shit or are you just here for the kid and i'm just like seeing which ones are down and which ones <laughs> did you read the story about the flat earth and go Mm-hmm. And when they t- and when they stand and when they, st- they stand and like you know when they like stand up for oh mate to say some shit and like so I'm just looking around like who's who's feeling it <laughs> <laughs> and so you know you know so you can say, so you know it's okay it's safe to you know yeah drop you know oh yes. god god damn <laughs> but um yeah they've got a good football team though I do like trolling them though like the, the, the kids with that shit too like <laughs> you know, Kill's been homesick all week uh, he was in hospital on Sunday night but um. He's been sick all week, and um, so yesterday we went to pick up the, the girl, and she's in like, in prep, so they're doing like crafty 
Eastery activities, but you know, there's like there's there's like an Easter bunny egg, blah blah activity, yep. and then there's like a Jesus resurrection thing, and she's like saying, you know, you know she's like, oh, they call this cave the tomb, and everyone, oh, really? Yeah, and she's like, and when and when God died, and, and killers like it wasn't God, it was Jesus, something like that, and so he went to the tomb, and then you know he, he then he came back out and said, what, like a zombie? That's it. He turned into a zombie. <laughs> no, he's not a zombie. Well, you just told me he died, and then he came back. Like that's a zombie. He's a, it's a zombie. Like, <laughs> and, and then they're just thinking, like, fuck, he's got a fucking point. Look, I tell you what, your kids are beyond their years. Wars have been fought over the argument of whether Jesus <laughs> is God, and if it was actually God that died. So you may need to separate them for a while before they start having crusades against each other. <laughs> Yeah, uh, may maybe uh may possibly be uh be going away that weekend, but uh, it depends because it's a lot of work shit that's like up to Good Friday, so it's just a matter of I, I can't go bush or anything like that. Hmm. Be too far away, so it may not. But um, hopefully do something. If not, we'll save it for the round nine Panthers Broncos clash. Yeah, and then there's the double header. I mean, you're going to double header. You're going to double yeah, header. Yeah, so, so we're going to double header. We're definitely going, to, and that's I think it's like May 14 or something like that. Yep. And we will be having a meetup probably at somewhere like the Caxton or you know maybe somewhere with less fuckheads. I don't know where you know somewhere maybe something more befitting us that you know specialises more in the craft beers and tacos. I don't know what's up there. What's, what's up there these days? I usually just rock up to the game. Yeah. Um, no. The Caxton is Hotel LA still. It's still standing. Actually, it's not too bad there because it's you know far less people. Okay, so that might be the place. Actually, yeah, they, they should just have a riddle on the door saying that when you have to buy a Christmas present for your father and your uncle, do you buy one gift or two gifts? Yeah. Well, we try. We tried to set up a live show at the Hotel LA. I had the. It was all fucking locked in, and it's just it just wasn't enough interest in the Queenslanders. And then you know we go down to New South Wales and just fuck like yeah you know, yeah. It, so, you know... Best supporters in the world. Best supporters in the world. New South Wales. Queen's like, oh, we fucking sell out Suncorp every time. Yeah, of course you do. But you only got to sell out 55,000 seats. And they sell out fucking ANZ down there at home. Exactly. There's like fucking 80,000, 100,000. They put and interest in that shit. those people bought tickets to support fucking Robbie Farrar. Yeah, and that's just a whole new level so that's, of, of suffrage. Yeah, so that's equivalent to about 300,000 tickets sold in yep. terms of effort. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, we are, uh, of course, love to welcome our new listeners to the show. We uh, sorry if you're religious. Oh, people can believe what the fuck they want. Yeah, they can. Just don't, just don't fucking just don't put it on me. Okay. You can see you can you can say your beliefs, <laughs> but don't force them upon me. That's okay. all. Yeah. Much like forcing everybody. <laughs> A belief of tigers in decline, <laughs> except it's got scientific proof. proof <laughs> yeah, if if the belief is, you know, strong enough, then you don't need to force people. They'll see the evidence. They'll have faith. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. I mean, I I, I uh, I'm, I'm totally fine with religious people. They teach my children, and uh, you know, I I accept that for the extra quality of education. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, okay, so now we've got... This week in theology. <laughs> public schools. <laughs> Who else is going to fucking have to go? Um, Normie H93 sent us a tweet uh, in regards to... Uh, you know, we, we put a call out there for people if you're new listening to the show or whatever. Um, or if we don't, you know, we, we 
you, know, you haven't tweeted us before or whatever, then yeah, let us know and we'll uh, get you some instant buddies. And uh, normyh93, that's N-O-R-M-Y-H-9-3, because you asked on the pod, started listening last year in the finals, I love it, except your rudeness towards my mighty titans. Then he's got that hashtag, the titans one that they're pumping out, that through and through. Yes, as a Titans member. I've got a fucking problem with that hashtag. And there's another one that's very f- similarly fucking attached to that one too that also gives me the shits. Yeah. Thrun through. <laughs> sounds like Mike Tyson fucking giving a half-time pep speech or something. <laughs> the other one I don't like is um is the Ride'em Cowboys one where it's like Ride M, letter M, Cowboys. It's like, is it... What's M? Why are we riding, riding yeah. M? It's not... Is it Rhythm? I mean... Yeah. M is traditionally EM, and I know it doesn't look as good if you got like you know ride yeah and then the two E's in a row. I get that, but can we please get some fucking accuracy in your hashtags? That could be redeem them, cowboys. Or could we get rid of them? <laughs> Send them to fucking birth, cowboys. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we'll look. The Titans aren't the smartest people in the world. No, as evidenced by the bounty put on their brains by the NRL. Yes, is that half the price of a regular brain. As a Titans member, I, yes. I received one of their 10-year anniversary coins that came in the membership pack this year. What? They sent out a 10-year anniversary coin. Oh, oh okay. So, so it's actually 10-year of the Titans, not a 10-year... I was going to say, why are they sending you a fucking 10-year yeah, no. fucking coin? No, 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 10 years yeah. of the Titans. Okay, okay, cool. And right. to be honest, I would have preferred a fucking token for Time Zone in Surfers Paradise. Is it the same size? Though? I think I'm going to feed it through and see if it works. <laughs> Just feed it through machines until you find something with actual value yes. you can transfer. So, it Titans listeners, Titans fans, OG Titans fans, get on and support your new through and through brother. What's his Normie handle? H93. Normie H93. And uh, join Twitter in 93 before anyone else. And this is the whole business of rudeness towards the Titans. That's not. That's just fake news. Fake news. Sad. I'm. I'm. I'm a supporter. <laughs> Of the you're a tri- member. I mean, how can you? Be, I mean, how can you be rude to a club that you are yeah, uh, a member of? Exactly. I'm, I'm you the, became a member of through, under no duress or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the world's biggest fan of the true 2016 Dally M winner, Ryan Jones. You're as thrown through as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. When we're talking about this membership shit, it actually, I just feel nothing but regret that I didn't bust out my hole as a former member of the Titans shit last week because it would I mean it was like it was, the, the show went for 10 hours last week but I just felt like I mean it could have gone for another 3 minutes if I just added as a former <laughs> they're not doing much to regain your membership no they oh god they send me fucking emails though like they they still want me they still try and get me every start every season or end of the you know mm-hmm. end of seasons and every week is our oh, team list blah 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 they're like the, they're like the craziest fucking ex girlfriends. <laughs> God, let it go. Yeah, uh, Eddie and Zed. Uh, well, I guess we have a four-hour episode of this week in league to look forward to now. He sent that in after, at the conclusion of the manly game. Yes. So, look, it's not. This is going to be the quickest episode of the season by far. So enjoy it, um, yes. King Levius. So this cyclone Debbie is said to be the worst storm in Oz since the one that played the two thousand eight grand final. But Melbourne cunts. That's that side was they were minor premiers. I mean, the bad bad side that is that is came across the the perfect the you know, the perfect football side, the greatest greatest uh, club side in the history of the game. Um, tell you what though, poor North Queensland though, and uh, I hate the thoughts and prayers thing, but I, but I will say that I hope that none of the listeners of this show have their house fucking blown down by yeah you know even the McCoy Bowen and. 
and you know the areas that where it was seen to be aiming for where yeah. it's sort of it's sort of dying down a bit now as we record this isn't it yeah i think it's it's, not, it's yeah. now it's been downgraded about a, a category it is an angry x it is an x tropical cyclone yeah debbie okay cool because they realize that fucking North cyclone, queensland North, northern queensland though like fucking manly blow through there and fucking destroy them one week weekend after cyclone what's, yeah. going, on? what's going on next week yes well this weekend nice i've checked the games but yeah but yeah, hopefully, I hope your house didn't get fucked up. That's it. Or your car. Yeah. Or anything you liked. Like if you've got like a, a favourite fucking, you know, fruit tree at the front. I hope that didn't get fucked up. Probably did though. I mean, <laughs> trees are going to go. Trees do tend to get fucked up in yeah, storms. It's going to get, so. probably going to get stripped. <laughs> probably going to get stripped. No, but, help, um, help your neighbours if you're up there. Yes. Um, lend a hand. If you've got some spare dosh, find a yes. charity. I haven't even seen that. Like, I, I feel like, I mean, for someone who hasn't seen, you know, watched any news yet this morning, it feels to me that it wasn't as bad as no. as a lot of them. So hopefully, hopefully, what, you know, what, that was actually Yeah, some, some pretty bad property damage and lots of yep. people without power, and they yep. will be for a long time. Yeah. A couple of people decided to be out in a boat. Wow, that's pretty fucking stupid. So that's some Darwin Award shit, though, like, really. Yeah. That's not the same with the weather. What's this fixation with fucking the, putting your weatherman out? Like right in the middle of that shit, and he's almost getting blown away. And yeah. he's just, you know, I, I, there's so with social media these days, you've got real people who are actually on their veranda or out the window, fucking streaming like periscoping or whatever. Yeah, the real shit without having to put some imbecile in. <laughs> My thing is, I'd prefer to hear the weather report from somebody that doesn't sound like they were born in North Queensland. Yeah, but. You know, look, if you can, um, give to a charity. I myself have found what I think is the charity that will help out the people of North Queensland far more effectively than any others. So, so I donated to Dentists Without Borders. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm really hoping they, they do a good job up there. Well, serious, you know, seriously, what you would do is rather than a charity, you'd, you know, you'd, you'd donate like to the SES though or something. Yes, actually 100%. Important work. Yeah. The Coast Chapo. With all this flat earth talk going on, which players in the NRL do you think are flat do you guys think are flat earthers? Had a little bit of back and forth on Twitter and this. I think Darius Boyd is fucking prototype flat earther. Yeah. Look, I'm not, I'm not gonna go flat earther, but in, in terms of somebody who is prepared to believe something that flies in the face of all scientific evidence, <laughs> Chapo, I think your fullback's a prime fucking candidate for that. I th- <laughs> when, you talk, when you're talking about you know de- denying things in the flying face of evidence, like the West Tigers' entire fan base, uh, but um, but that's not a flat Earth thing. They just they don't believe in tigers in decline. Um, well, that is flat. They believe that they're yeah, on well, a flat trajectory. Well, <laughs> Look, you fucking got me there. They're yeah. flat tigers. <laughs> but there's um. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm just looking at the guys and go, oh, he's a real Cletus looking fucking dude. Like, that, like McInnes, he's a real Cletus looking character. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he believes the, in flat Earth, flat but Earth I do thing. know that he could. He's got a, ma- a mean fucking moonshine brewing in Look, the backyard. I'll tell you, my my ten year old uh, was watching the the Broncos game with me. Yep. And he, I, I don't spew any sort of hate at him about football. Okay. Because he's playing and we're trying to, you know, teach him that you never yell at the ref, you never complain that the other team's dirty, you just focus on your game and Jeez. and your team. Gee, you could rein some people in on Twitter with that philosophy. <laughs> you <laughs> could, myself included. But, um, do as I say, not as I do. Um, 
but Darius came up on the screen. Yep. And he looked at him and he said, you know what? That face just makes me hate that guy. Thank you. And, you know, he's he's a child, so... Child with no filter, apparently, but... When you know, you know. When you know, you know. So The honesty. Just the, the unfiltered honesty of children. Yes. Broncos fans, you know, be more honest with yourselves. Uh, Giannis underscore Mateus, uh, Buzz. I mean, Buzz Rothwell. Uh, described the Tigers as the big 2.5. A good journo would credit his sources. Mm. Uh, to which I reply, if he would listened to this show, we would have heard from lawyers a long fucking time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. Uh, he, Unless the lawyers actually are doing their job and say, well, you are a fucking useless cunt piece of shit who is detrimental to the game of rugby league. Rosacea through fucking excessive yeah. consumption of alcohol. And you you are actually a horrible person for scaring young prostitutes <laughs> into having to spend time with you. <laughs> so I don't I don't think you have a case. E underscore rascals. <laughs> if you edited all the times you said the words tigers in decline out of that episode it would have been under hundred meg. Hmm. Probably not. I don't, I don't feel that we said it that many times, considering the general subject matter of most of the episode. I think we were very yeah. restrained. Yeah, it, look, it, it was JT in decline, to be frank. Yeah. That situation didn't decline the Tigers any further. Their performance on the weekend, however... Didn't incline them any, any later, did it? No. But yeah, so it's again. like, if you're not first, you're last. If you're not inclined, you decline. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you don't have you don't have to say that because the Earth is round, there are no parts of it that are flat. Shake and bake. <laughs> Beerboy one eight two, and also uh, Ma underscore Aaron said this through. Um, Beerboy said, uh, "Yeah, Russell Crowe. He actually tagged Russell Crowe, which is fantastic." Yes. Uh, Russell Crowe thinks he can get the Twill Nation by smoking a few bundas at El Loco. Try disgracing yourself with a craft cider, <laughs> and um, and it went to an article uh, on the Daily Telegraph with uh, Russell Crowe in the confidential section, uh, appearing to be having uh, a serious business meeting over burgers and beer at El Loco. Good on you. In Surrey Hills, the uh, scene of the crime. Tell you what, despite his Rabbitohs association, yep. I would fucking love Rusty to be guest of honour oh. at a tour meet-up. Can you imagine the fucking punches? It'd be great. It'd be like, it'd be, you know, it'd be like, it'd be punching, yeah. on, punching on with a mate. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be fantastic. Make me a sales fan, Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Knock them out. Well, they'd rather be just doing, you know, just doing like gladiator lines and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not entertained, Russell? <laughs> that would be brilliant, though. Because I do feel, I mean, despite his objectionable allegiances as yeah. far as NRL teams are concerned, and, you know, where he, where he funnels what wouldn't be a, an insubstantial amount of cash, uh, you know, I, I think he'd be, a, he'd be a, a solid bloke on the piss. I reckon it'd be fantastic. Look, you know, he, he loves the game of rugby league. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't, I can't tell the stories on the air, but I fucking, like, yeah. yeah um, uh, a guy who used to be a client of mine um, was, he still, still is, uh, best best friends with um, Danielle Spencer. Yep. And so he was, like, he was pretty much with them on their first date. And uh, let's just say, you know, Russell with the phone throwing thing? Yeah. That was not out of character. <laughs> And uh, that's all I'm going to say. Yanis Hanuskal Mateus again. Fuck the pyramids, Bermuda Triangle, or aliens. Farah's 16 origin and 8 Australian appearances is the greatest mystery of them all. 
Yeah. Look, the eight Australian appearances, yes. Yes, I will. The origin appearances, not so much of a mystery. Just as Queensland have been extremely fortunate to have uh, an era where the stars have aligned and they've had the you know, yeah. the best hooker and the best halves and, you know, and That's it. You know great fullbacks going through. And um, Queensland coaches. Well, you know. Genius. Yeah. Best Queensland coach ever. Yeah, yeah, possible. I thought of that just as I said. But, um, yeah, like, just as they've had that era, New South Wales has had the, the converse of that, which is the zero fucking quality hookers eligible for New South Wales era. Yeah. And Robbie Farrow just, has just been yeah. the, the best of a bad bunch. And, I'm not saying, and in saying he's the best, that's not endorsing him or saying he's good. No. It's just saying he's the, he's the best of a bad bunch. I mean, because Ennis has also you know, performed to a reasonably high level, or very high level at club level, probably yeah. higher than Farrow in many cases. Yes. But he's he had his chance too, and uh, it didn't translate. I, I, I honestly believe it was a lot to do with our inability to, to bleed anyone. Yeah. To cop a series loss or two series losses with some rookies. Yep. And and bring in replacements for. Yeah. Um, Robbie Farrow back around two thousand and five, six, seven. Yeah. You, know, you 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 probably wouldn't have been too disappointed with him. Yeah. Um, but he's just gone on on far too long. Yeah, there's still like no real fucking end inside. <laughs> Can I drop in there? Yeah. With the. The best thing I think for New South Wales, with all of this fucking genius level positional plays, yeah, is our number nine to be Blake Austin. All this talk, and I will refer you, okay, back to a Mister A Johns, mm. who also played number nine, yeah, for New South Wales. I know it was a different era. I feel like that was those days. It was, uh, you know. I think you could get away with that sort of thing more. Yeah. Positionally. But, look, he's not... It's not like putting... It's not like the massive challenge of putting a fullback to six like we had last year. Yeah. Like, that's the hardest move in rugby league and you have to be a future immortal to make that move. They only did that just to stop him the fucking shame of being dropped out when Teddy come in. He's the the greatest half to play for New South Wales. (laughs) But... And he's not even a half. How good is he? But um, if we want that attacking style of football, there are no decent... We've, we've established there are no yeah. fantastic yep. quality hookers. Yep. Why not put him in there? I'm not against I'm not against doing it because I just want to see change. Exactly. And sometimes, and sometimes I get just get, get to the point where it's like, any change is worth it. Just give us anything. Anything. <laughs> just do something. And tell me, somebody who's not a specialist hooker, is going to do exactly what he's told by the coach. I've seen, I, I've seen some takes saying like, should Peter Wallace? Fucking hell! And I'm just like, no. Origin is for origin is for men, not Unix. You can't put guys in to lost their balls. Hmm. Again, another good example though of a half going to hooker, yeah. and at club level, has been effective. Yeah. But I do definitely do not put him anywhere near it. Don't put him in origin. Don't put Farron origin. Blake Austin for the New South Wales number nine. Yeah. Heard and, it here uh, first. And the moral of the story is uh, Robbie Farrow will be the New South Wales number nine. Fuck me. Uh, I think Laurie Daly's already fucking confirmed him. On the and he will, he will get the ball when we're down by two points with 40 seconds left to go and he'll kick it out on the fall and take a one. Yep. Yep. Now, we have... Uh, 
Need to send this one. Grasshopper 474. I haven't seen your Grasshopper for ages. Said, oh, the polo shirt's the greatest idea for membership merch. Well done, stepdad. There you go. So it looks like the polo shirt's going to have to come out this year. Been a busy year on the old merch. Uh, yeah, but nah. Finally saw where this week in league got the Techno Viking tag for Blake Austin the other day. Makes so much more sense now. Look, all credit goes to our mate Hammers at H4MMERZ. Uh, as far as I can tell, he's the, he's the first one to, uh, to originate. The term, to originate, yep. yep. So all credit goes to him. Uh, although we do appreciate people berating Mark Guy online and other people who use the Techno Viking thing all the time saying, like, you know, mm. fucking thieve it. I mean, it's sure, sure, it may have been aired out on this show first, but, you know, it came from a tweet from uh, Hammers. So we, we always give credit where it's due. But yeah, how can you not have known. The internet, is, now. the internet is built on people seeing something that somebody else has done, liking it, and then you know. Yeah, just well, yeah, and that's uh, and it's funny the way old shit gets recycled through again. Yeah, I saw the other day like uh, that Gilbert Gottfried reading from um, there's like an ad for an audio book of Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, Gilbert Gottfried was yeah. the narrator. Yeah, that was like a year, two years ago, easily, and it's it's fucking hilarious. But I just sort of started like, people sharing around on Facebook again. I'm like, oh, there you go. This is back it's again. You shitty little millennial fucks yeah. who think that you're the first person to discover anything. Aren't they? Aren't they? They know they wouldn't know a blue waffle if it fucking. Well, if they haven't heard it in the last face. week, because that's how far their goldfish memories go back. Yeah. They think that they must be the first person in the world to see it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the biggest tiger said uh, the new worst thing about Channel Nine's coverage of the NRL: their plugs for hobbies such <coughs> as soccer games. Didn't see it. More Prob- intel. Probably saw it. Didn't hear it because nine times out of ten, I have the volume like way down low, watching on the app. Yeah. For games and stuff. Yeah. Because because the games coincide with you know kids' bedtimes and stuff like yep. that. So you know I'll be put in bed and you know read the story and everything, and then I'll just watch the game quietly or silently, you know, mm. while they doze off that sort of thing. So, um, which is great because you get spared from the bullshit commentary. And you can actually watch the game and make yeah. up your own mind what happened as well without having it spoon-fed to you yeah. or having like decisions on- ad nauseum like bitched about by fucking old people. Okay. So they're talking about soccer as a hobby. Well, they they're, they're probably they're probably plugging like you know the Socceroos playing someone or some fucking soccer shit. So it was an ad for a Channel Nine TV product which happened to be soccer. That's what I my understanding is. I yeah, honestly okay. don't remember. Fair it didn't it didn't uh, come out and um, grab me on the pussy or anything. Yeah. Uh, Magpie Warrior ninety five. Is it really the job of NRL teams to promote crap superheroes that only people with virginity still intact have ever heard of? Magpie Warrior. Honestly, sir. I think we're past the... Aren't aren't we past the days where, like, you know, comic books and things like that were... I agree. Every every single fucking superhero on those jerseys was an absolute piece of shit with no historical relevance anywhere in the world. See, you're you're going the full troll the other way, where I think there's a middle ground, like you're half right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Look, I think those jerseys, if you're a team, if you if you support a team that, that gets the jerseys, I think they're a great thing. I yeah. think I, I think the jerseys all look pretty good this year, but, but what necessarily makes like a great looking replica of the superhero's outfit that's one thing but then whether it makes a good football jersey and yeah, you know, yeah, it just looks good that's another thing entirely as well mm. and not to mention a lot of the uh, a lot of the superheroes because the the movies tend to 
skew towards a more realistic. I mean, I know it's fucking cunts flying and shit, but like they skew to more a more realistic sort of Look. costume thing. Like you don't yeah. see Wolverine in like the in the the bright yellow and blue, you know that sort of suit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But- and um, and and so they tend to be just like body armored looking dark yeah, coloured you know whatever so so I, they're not immediately identifiable I, I think it completely comes down to who paid who for it if the movie studios and the companies pay the NRL yep. to get it out there yep. fantastic it's a, a smart source of revenue yep. if the NRL have gone and paid for licensing for it to help sell more jerseys yeah, I, I can, think that's I, retarded I can't, ima- I can't imagine it would be because I think it does more, more the other way I mean for example this time we had uh, Iron Fist jerseys obviously to coincide with the Netflix series coming out and yep and uh, then obviously the staples like you know your Spider-Mans and yeah. Caps and Iron Mans and stuff like that but um, yeah um, what what I really would like to see is a couple of the smaller sizes designed you know, for kids mm. at a cheaper price if you really want to do that whole superhero thing to get your, the kids involved yep you know, oh, we, got, we, we have two of those superhero jerseys in, in this house. One of them is uh, the Manly Wolverine one, which is the first one. And I got that for 30 bucks on fangear.com probably the February after the season where it happened. Yeah. So it was on, you know, chuck out. And, um, and then I got the Daredevil one for myself. It was given to me as a gift. So that was probably, yep. unfortunately for the yeah. giver of the gift, it was probably paid over yeah, <laughs> as, as, as they are because they're fucking like, you know, don't want to get in this jersey thing again, but fuck me, they're expensive. Yep. Um, the segment formerly known as This Week in Luke Dawn. The boys are back again. Without any further ado. What's the name this week? Don't know. Have to listen. I'm to find out. I, I, I'm, I'm going to let these guys run the segment as they see fit. And then, and, uh, because, you know, why, why, why spoil their shit like 20 seconds before they're saying their shit? I hope it's This Week in Cyber Gidley. This Week in Cyber Gidley. That's kind of more like I've got. To, I'm, look, I'm going to guess that they probably didn't land on that. Fuck, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If that's a spoiler, I'm sorry. But um, at Super League Pod on Twitter, get them all their details from there. Listen to their podcast because it's uh, if you're into the ESL, and I'm finding that people like there's definitely more chatter around it. Yep. from Australian people on Twitter. So it's finally got up to a, a standard of competition that's palatable to this, you know, the, to the Australian palate. Or they just like watching old Aussies run around. Or they like having footy on at three in the morning when they're fucking up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, take it away, boys. Thanks, gents. Tom and Mark from Super League Pod here once again to run you through round six of Super League this week in Tigers on the Rise. Yeah, and on Thursday night we started with Wakefield Trinity 28, Lee Centurions 24. In a game of two halves, Wakefield couldn't get close to Lee in the first half and only stayed in the contest thanks for some borderline ref's fault contributions. David Fafita was a star for Trinity with a try assist and 150 metres. With a late off-the-bench input from the Milky Bar Kid also having a positive effect on the end result for Trin. 
uh, on Friday, Crisis Club Leeds made it three wins in a row and strengthened their position in the early season top four with a 28 points to 12 victory away at Huddersfield, former Manly legend Matt Parcell back to try for Leeds as his relationship with offload specialist and occasional Man of Steel contender Adam Cuthbertson continues to lead positive results for the Rhinos. Uh, the less said about the better for this in terms of the Giants' performance who continue to benefit from Rick Stone's solid background in lower echelon coaching. At the same time, on Friday night, it finished St. Helens 31, Warrington 6 in the Big Derby. Swap deal man Zeb Tyre is now starting to have a positive impact on the Saints side, joining forces with Theo Farge, Mark Percival and Adam Swift on an increasingly potent left-edge attack. Returning hometown boy Matty Smith was also influential in a comfortable St. Helens win. Warrington, like every other week, were shit. And witness Vikings' poor start to the year is one of the few things that takes the piss more than Todd Carney does. And it was the former Sharks and New South Wales half who orchestrated their downfall on debut for Salford as the Red Devils came away from darkest Cheshire with a 10 points to 46 victory. Lamatassi, Ben, Murdoch, Masilla and woman-beating cock-faced cunt Womble Robert Louis all got in on the action with tries for Salford who found this a relatively easy victory to come by. At the same time, the final game on Friday was being played between Wigan and Hull FC. It finished 22 points to 20 in favour of the visiting Black and Whites. Albert Kelly produced another highlight reel try as Hull took an early lead before the patched-up world champion Wigan Warriors launched a second-half comeback. Alas, it wasn't enough as Hull rode their luck and toughed it out for the win. Former NRL back row forwards Mark Minicello, Sikamanu and real dad favourite Gareth Ellis all played big roles for the Black and Whites. And to Sunday, where the final game of the weekend saw the West Yorkshire Tigers of Castleford move back to the top of Super League. After a slow start and trailing 14-0, Classy Cast rallied to a 43 points to 26 victory over the Catalan Dragons. Junior Moores made a big impact from the bench, whilst Greg Eden gave Brisbane Broncos fans a taste of what they never really had, with two more tries to add to his tally for the year. Skeletor kicked the goals for the Dragons, but coach Lauren Frazier will not be happy with this capitulation. All that leaves the Northern Hemisphere's table a full-on reversal of that down order, down under, as the Tigers go top with Hull, Leeds and Wigan in the top four. Winless Warrington sit bottom, yet to get off the mark, knowing it's really not their year. Okay, on Facebook, uh, Tom sent us a message, uh, and uh, he said, I just started listening this year, best league podcast ever. Thanks, guys. Recommended to everyone. And uh, he said, also, the league live app is great. It is. So, Tom, you sir, you sir are a, uh, a, a prototype of uh, the best kind of listener. Just so supportive. Yes. Loving the league live as well. Yep. What more could we ask for? Get on Twitter. Yeah, that's true. Get on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's true. Facebook is okay because there are people who, who very, very commonly tweet us. However, they use Facebook for the, you know, for the more longer-winded stuff. So, that's Fair fine. Enough. And uh, and yeah, and, and the guys that are on Facebook and comment on the comment on the the episodes and stuff on Facebook, then yeah, we love that too. Keep it up. Um, the membership stuff, okay, we're locked in. We decided you know, pretty much last mm-hmm. week what's what's going to be. That's cool. Uh, what we are going to do this year though is we're going to um, offer people the ability to uh, not pay it as a you know, like pay it in installment sort of things. 
right? Yes. And also in uh, in conjunction with the instalment kind of thing, we're also going to offer people the ability, like if you don't want to go to the membership, but you just, you know you want to kick in beer money to the show or whatever, keep the lights on, then that's fine. There'll be an option for you know like for lower cost things like that. But there'll also be some stuff in between as well, like the full membership and um and you know maybe you know some other little bits and pieces of merch and that as well that yeah. we're putting out there um, just to just to give people you know because some people don't want to go the, you know the full you know like 50, 60 bucks or whatever for membership and um, but they want to they want to support the show so we're uh, going to give you guys the, the chance to do that as well and uh, there'll be something within your budget basically no we're making it easy to hide from your wife if you want to yeah. support the show yeah it's going to be really simple because oh she's not going to see these chunks these yes. massive massive fucking that's it yeah Unless you go for the premium package, which we call the Wobbly H. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, DM, DM for further details. Yeah. News this week. I got fuck all written down for news because it was it was the epitome. You'd, you'd almost swear that like there was a grand final on this weekend or, or Origin or something. That such was the the general lack, the of, lack, of, lack news. of news. It was such a it was such a big Tiger centric week last week that you, that you know, it was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. But the dogs didn't come to the party this week and fired Desi soon I enough. I was really hoping that he'd get the sack. We were by last night. We were messaging each other back and forth last night. Come on, <laughs> come on. So I was going to have him real quick. Come on, fucking. I mean, it looked like it was going to reach fever pitch at the time there, and and then yeah. there was always extra intrigue as well. Like after the game against. Manly, it's like, oh, Desi's getting sacked. And then it's like, Cleary's pretty much agreed in principle to start at the Tigers. And it's like, oh no, fucking last minute heel turn. Cleary, yeah. They're going to sack Des and Cleary's going to backflip yeah. and he's going to go to the dogs. I'm like, oh. I just put out the, the biggest news thing yeah. this week, I think, yeah. is how fucking useless the actual mainstream NRL news media is. Oh, but that's, you know. That's not. That's not. But this. Uh, but no. But this was in in a news vacuum. Yep. It was perfectly pictured. If you read four different articles, you could get four different guaranteed outcomes. Yep. To Desi, Cleary, the Tigers. Uh, yep. And yep. these are well-respected expert journalists. <laughs> it's like slow news week. It's just it's just all oh. opinion pieces. Yeah. Essentially. But yeah. but they were being given as. Look, we can't tell you it's definitely happening, but we've had it on good authority. Yeah, yeah. It, like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So, so, and, so, for me, like, I under—I mean, clearly, like, you, you can't take a single result for the dogs. I mean, like, they—they they had a bad day at the office. They, were, you know, they—they they came up against a team of destiny. What are you going to do? Yep. But they're over his tenure. This is a team that had had terrible seasons. Yep. In the lead up. He comes on board, and they go grand final in their first year. Yep. Finals every other year. Yep. Grand final a couple of years uh, a couple of years ago as well. So mm-hmm. it's like five seasons for five finals, two grand finals. And I feel like one of those grand finals, obviously, they came against the they came against the narrative team. What the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. When they're ringing that bell before the fucking game, I mean, just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, fuck that shit. But. Yeah, they didn't, they weren't great against the storm in the in the first one. It seems seems like they kind of they 
like injuries and like limping, like momentum-wise and everything. You know, yeah. they're, they're good enough to get through the finals games, but they're just not. They're, they're they're kind of done. They've played their grand final before the big day. Yeah. Um, and so I understand that that can be frustrating, and I understand that it it, it there's just, there is a bad feeling about it about the club, mm. but. I just wonder how much of that is just is strictly because of the coaching of Des Hasler, and how much isn't just because of that frenzy, that feeding frenzy, like the fans, like fucking sack, you know? Yeah, sack him, and then like there's a board shit, and uh, you know people are agitating with their agendas from inside the. I just <clears throat> yeah, I just think that if you're a Newcastle fan, or fucking I don't know Parramatta fan. Dragons Un- fan. Until you've put up with a fucking Matt Elliott dynasty. Yeah. Don't talk about sacking your fucking coach. I think a lot of supporters from a lot of teams not called the Bulldogs would be delighted yeah. with the, five years of finals and two grand finals. The, the, the simple fact is only one team can win the grand final every year. Mm-hmm. So there, there needs to be a way for the other 15 clubs to measure and gauge success. Yep. You know? And... And I, I agree with you completely that over his tenure, the results of Des, with the stock that he's had, yep, um, is that we've got no idea how much choice he has in selections, etc. Uh, I do see it a little bit weird. He's he. I feel that he's. I mean, if it's anything like Manly, hmm. he's he's fairly power tripping. Like he does, he does exert a fair bit of control. So I think there is a, there is certainly stuff to blame in terms of yes. you know uh, signings, yes. um, football department. You know, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think there is there. But uh, you know, whether it's like sackable stuff, that's that's a yeah. I don't, I, I don't think it's sackable stuff either. But the the thing that I would be interested to find out is with Des Des Hasler at the moment, mm-hmm. is he the sort of person, the sort of leader that will go in there and say? Uh, radio. So this is the way I do things, mm-hmm. and this is the way I think that success will happen, and try and fit what he has into that mould. Yep. Or is he the reverse that can go in and say, this is what I have, and I will need to figure out a way to use it to its best potential. Yep. I kind of get the feeling he's the former. Yeah. He's, probably he's been trying to jam the same halves, you know, the same same play style into that team for a long time. I also feel like players just haven't delivered what they promised in their first season or whatever, or earlier in their... Like, I, I think yeah. Mbai promised a lot more in terms of creativity and stuff than what he's given them in the last two seasons. That's it. Uh, like, all this season and last season. I just feel like... He, remember, he was like... He burst on the scene. He was mm, he, he was exciting. He, he was Queensland's next big hope. Yeah, and then you've got, you've got Reynolds, who was a solid player and played with, you know, a lot of, you know... Intent. Well, he was going. And to was be. a steady sort of. If you run the parallel, Embi yeah. was the you know the DCE the the young yeah, and, and the young yeah. technically good exciting creative, yeah. and Reynolds was, was the gutsy hard headed yeah. Kieran Foran who would give you everything he had on the field and yeah. tackle blokes three times his size. Yep. You know, so so maybe it is just a case of him needing an outside ear. You're saying he's like the Bylow Manly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the Aldi. He's trying to do the Aldi manly. <laughs> nice. Yeah, look, so I, it just it feels like there's just too much smoke out there mm. for him to be around a look, lot longer. Look, but they could turn around and start fucking the teams of, up too. Like, the, head what, the, what board, is, yeah. the head of the board came out and said, we're not going to sack Des mid-season. Yeah. So we've basically had 
a quoted assurance that they're not going to sack him mid-season. Which usually means that he'll be sacked before mid-season. Like, he could get sacked next week. Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're going to do it at quarter season. Because that's pretty much, that sounds to me like he's got a 2017 backing of the board. Yeah. And when you get the back, I mean, that means, fuck, that means as much as a contract. So, so um, yeah. yeah, look, I, I don't think that Des is worth sacking. However, like you say, I, I don't think that it's 100% rosy and everyone should back off him. I think there's definitely some things that need to be assessed. Yeah. And uh, and Des doesn't sound like the sort of bloke that takes criticism exceptionally well. No, that's right. It is. It does seem to be like it's like his way out of the highway. So, mm. um, oh, if you check out Triple M too, there was, uh, they had like Menzies on the coverage on the uh, on the weekend mm. and they're telling telling Desi's story. Fucking great! It's a great story. I'd actually I'd heard the the start of the story many times, but then there's a he added this time I heard it, nice. he added a postscript to it as well that oh. just finishes it, just wraps it up in a nice circular way, and uh, so yeah, it's good. It brings it full circle. Um, the other thing, quickly, I just want to talk about was um this DCE slap thing from Clamour. Now, I th- I think you should have got ten in the bin. I mean, it's it's so funny that they differentiate a slap or like an open hand strike, let's say to a punch it just shows a complete ignorance of body mechanics and an impact I mean you take it back to like a a fighting standpoint and and like mixed martial arts and like back in the day like Buzz Rutten legendary fighter I think he's a UFC Hall of Famer actually as well but he um, was fighting in Pancrase in Japan and one of the rules was there that you can't punch with a closed fist and he's and not only that part of the reason was because bare fist is really easy to break your fucking hand punching someone in the head and so he was like fine and so he pioneered these open hand fucking strikes with like the palm the meaty part of the heel of your hand and he could hit people with far more force than he could punch because Mm -hmm. there was no fear of breaking his hand and he was fucking knocking people out with like so the the difference between like an open hand and a a closed fist is in in the right hands is is negligible I mean yeah. you can so if or if they're going to say like okay open hand's fine in origin there's going to be yeah. some motherfuckers palm fisting there's, people there's like, going to be some nose bones up into brains the, well the it's, it doesn't even it doesn't even have to be like that straight thing like you just come around just hook inside of the head I mean it's the biff is brought back yeah yeah I, I 100% agree um it the, the tough thing is how do you write that rule do you Don't fucking hit another player. With... So is it any sort of strike? Well, you do it in the in in the context of like um, incidental stuff could happen in tackles and things like that, and that's gonna that's part which, of the which which they normally try and get yeah. anyway. They're yeah, like yeah. they're trying to rub out elbows in the head and forearms yeah. to the face. And... But I mean, if you go up to a guy and pretty much square up to him and then fucking fire, mm. then that should be if, if you're gonna rub it out, then that's it. Yep, rub it out. But then you look at so you look at the natural progression. They said radio, so no more. Like, punching like jersey grabbing and everything like that you know now, they, now they've got gonna... that thing of if I grab your jersey and we're yeah. shaking back I can just sort of try and push with your jersey really fast yeah. <laughs> and my hand might yeah and if and if my hand you know if the jersey stretches enough that my hand can make contact with your chin then you know yeah. that's what's going to happen that's it yeah. <laughs> uh, then there was all the other slaps yeah. Clemens is the most blatant of them yeah because it's like this is a guy walking away from him and like and, and DC was being like he, he wasn't even being a cheeky little shit he didn't even say anything he was just walking away with the ball doing the standard time time wasting yeah, thing exactly and, uh, and Clemens like you know taken off after him and <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I, I really think that Clemens should have been at least cited for that um, 
the, the tough thing is, you can get it, you know, you play knocks on, they're down on yeah. the ground. How many opposition players come up to them? Yeah. Have you ever been belted on the back with an open hand? Yeah. At the top of the shoulders? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Th- there are those sort of people in the game all the time. Yeah, but that's, that sort of thing, I think, is far more ex- a far more accepted part than what is essentially trying to square up like have a fight. Yeah, exactly. Just like, because you don't close your fist all of a sudden, it's like, it's yeah, okay. No, I agree, 100%. Um, like, for me personally, I mean, I fucking love the Biff. Like, when you watch those old stuff, you're just like, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. So, I don't, I mean, I don't even like the whole, I don't know, I don't like the way that fucking Nate Miles ruined the punching. I, look, I do, I, I love watching all the old videos as well. And I don't know, you're going to be like, oh, you know, kids and blah, blah, blah. That's the thing. I've, I've seen some shit in junior footy yeah. that makes my skin crawl. Yeah. That that worries me. Yeah. Um, I see, with, and with, I know that the issue is parent your kids properly and they won't punch anybody. But also, I mean, the rules for the kids don't have to be the same as the rules for the adults. I mean, you can fucking rub a kid out permanently. Like you say, if you do that shit, you're which gone for the, the year, you know? Like you, oh, the, mate, they're close to, if they do it at a, at a certain age, yeah. there are steps in place to sort of ban them from the game yeah. Yeah. for all. Yeah. But... But my thing is, you can have all the rules in the world for the kids, yeah. right? But when those kids get to training, for the half an hour they're there, before and after, yeah. all they want to do is field goals, chip and chase, <laughs> all of the stuff they see on TV. And yeah. you know what I don't see anymore? Are shoulder charges. There used yeah. to be the times yeah. where they would practice Sonny Bill Williaming yeah, each yeah. other. <laughs> you know, you'd take turns cutting the ball up yeah. and a guy would just come, come in and knock you. Yeah. <laughs> um, which probably explains all those reports about how Australia's declining in maths and science. It's been rubbed out for a while now, so I guess we, what, we, are we wait, do we have to wait a generation for it to start to trend upwards again? Or? <laughs> but I, I, I don't see the shoulder charges anymore, so I think it yeah. has a, a bigger impact than people yeah. think. Yeah, it's um, stupid fucking impressionable kids. <laughs> Be less impressionable. Think for yourself, you little fucks. <laughs> but yeah, no, Clemens should have got something for that. But yeah, I think I think just, just to draw a line, if you if you're sort of shaping up to someone like you know, it's like a a fight sort of situation, or like a melee, and you know, you're coming over the back with the thing, then I think that should that, and I just get a feeling in that particular instance. I think all the points had been scored in the game. It was only like, you know, it was yeah. under 10 minutes to go. And it was dangerous. I think there was a bit of like, I just I just think there was a, almost a bit of like sympathy refereeing. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, look, these these yeah. guys have already been beaten to a fucking pulp. I mean, like, there, we'll just let it, let it go. There was also the distinct chance that DCE's fucking chin, his head would have spun around like fucking Daffy Duck's bill after he got shot. He's got, like a bo- he's got like a bobble head, so like it just diffuses all the. Like you're not going to get him with that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> uh, ain't going to work on the man. <laughs> he's like the genetic improvement to Brent Tate. Yeah, I mean, because there's, there's there's always historically like I, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Gronk Talis on the on the radio talking about yeah you know, back in the days before the rest were mic'd up and stuff. And mm. he'd say like you you can't do it any they can't do it anymore because they're mic'd up. But it used to be like. The referee and like Bill Harrigan was like agreeing with him. Yeah, that that did that. This how it used to be. But he'd he'd say like, you know, the referee would be like, oh, sorry, you know, sorry, mate, we got that. No, we got did did fuck that decision up. Yeah. So you get the next fifty fifty, and like, <laughs> and, and he's like, they can't do that anymore yeah, because no. they're mic'd up. But he said that's how it used to be. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's some classic Barry Gomesall stories out there too. Yeah. I mean, that cut was just an outright cheat. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking shit he did for Queensland. Yes. Um. <laughs> but um. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, like- that's like I, and when I say that he's an outright cheat, I mean it's like that's from the that's from the mouth of Wally Lewis. I remember at a, yeah. at a function where he was just telling stories, and oh my fucking god, <laughs> yes. <laughs> The, ben- the beneficial shit they got from that guy was unbelievable. Yeah. So, no, you, you're 100% right. There, there needs to be something done. Or... Yep. Um, the- or a training this week, you're going to start seeing kids slapping each other like, slap, slap. <laughs> oh, you, I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> you're taking for granted that any kids want to watch the Bulldogs play. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Although they would want to watch everyone's second favourite team, Manly. So, there's, there's a good chance they're watching it. No, these, these kids have learned early on in their life that their parents have cars and can travel to games. <laughs> so they, they won't support Manly. Really? Yeah. Manly fans love to travel. Fuck, I've been I've been I've been interstate. Yeah. To watch Manly. Yeah. I'm nuts. Sure sure there were some Nazis that didn't think it was very nice what they were doing to the Jews as well. But the group as a whole. <laughs> Fuck you went there quick. <laughs> This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. New scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and podcasts. Podcast? Podcast. I just noticed that this we've had, uh, over the course of the season, I've been providing with them with a separate, you know, cut-out previews section of the show file that they've been putting in there, and... Um, you know, streaming it from the app, but I did notice that this week just gone by, probably a, a day or two after the episode dropped, they put the they had the full episode up there, so that was great. Uh, good to see, and uh, I, I can't deny that. Yeah, you, know, you get you scroll down through the news section, and you know, like you know, Tigers in decline, you know, Desi's going to get sacked, uh, Webster sucks, Tigers in decline. This week in Lee, oh, that's fucking cool. So it's it's a it's a buzz, but. Um, you can get the app from the App Store if you have an iOS device or Google Play for you Android pubs. Um, download League Live today. Lovely. And get don't in. forget to set, to follow their account, R League Live, on Twitter. Uh, that's one that Sportsmate have set up for tweeting you know, stats and, and bits and pieces out during the course of yeah. uh, of, of games themselves. So, and, yeah. And get, that. get into them. They, yeah. they are very good on engagement. Yeah, and like it's, and this, this, this even you know kicked off last year. This kind of thing where people would tweet them asking for stats about yeah all sorts of irrelevant bullshit, and yeah. they'll they'll satisfy your requests. There, there was something that came back <laughs> and said, you know, talking about the the brothers to with the biggest gap in playing in two grand finals or yeah, no one knows that or shit. Something no one's it's, supposed to know that shit. Like it, it'd be like having fucking David Middleton around for dinner without the fear that he'd piss in the pot plant in the corner of your house or something weird. It's, yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. So, yeah, get on board. Uh, we love sports, mate. We love League Live. And, uh, yeah, thanks very much. You got any stats you want to talk about this week? They even got the hashtag on the show. Like, when you when you drill into the show or the preview section, they've got hashtags at the bottom of the of the, each news article sort of thing. Yep. And um, I think the one for the show had, like, hash tigers in decline, had something else. Good stats. And then hash, ah, good stats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I, in, in looking at a couple of teams' performance this week, one of the things that I love 
about the League Live app uh, is the range of competitions you can look at. Yep. So, you know, for example, and, and I'll, I'll talk about this in the, the Broncos game, but there, there's aspects of teams' games that have come in this year that, that really weren't there last year. Yep. And just the way that the stats works, it's so wonderful. You tap on the top of the app, you can flip between competitions. You can look at this year's, you can look at NRL last year. Um, Why would you, though? Honestly. Comparative reasons. Nothing happened last year of note. Stats are no good unless you have comparisons, Nathan. <laughs> we played four rounds. What do you want? Don't be such a fucking flat statter. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if, if if that sort of thing is up your alley, get in there. League life is absolutely perfect. Now, into the uh, recaps mm. from round four. Four. Fucking lost my, lost, lost my train of thought there for a second. Um... Thursday night football kicked off. Sydney Roosters 20 defeated the South Sydney Robbios 6. And uh, this one, the tries to the Roosters from, uh, from Mitchell, Gordon and Tupo. Gordon, three of three conversions and a penalty goal. And um, fucking, how do you pronounce old mate for the Rabbitohs' names? I can't even make it. <laughs> I can't even remember. This is Thursday. I thought, I thought this game was three weeks ago. <laughs> how do you pronounce that guy's name? Hang on, where is he? I'm oh, sorry, I'll bring it up there. How do you pronounce that? I can't speak for you, Jim. Yeah, I'm going to call him McKendry. He's <laughs> <laughs> Sam's cousin. <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, Fijian cousin. Um, you know who I'm talking about. Sid of any fucking moisty Drake. <laughs> McKendry. I'm oh, sorry, dude. Just say it fast. I'm oh, sorry, dude. Congratulations on tries. Great to see tries on debut and whatnot. Uh, Reynolds with the conversion as well. Into it. Sorry, I'm just. He was Sam McKendry. McKendry. And and on on that stats thing, by almost every single stat except the scoreboard, yeah, South should have won this game. But at 80 minutes, it did. It was very flat, very flattering to the Roosters. Did fair to say. Yeah, and at at. 80 minutes, the the stats reflected that Souths were dominant in pretty much any category that a coach would want you to be dominant in. Yep. Where they were fucked is where in the game they had that dominance in yeah. that stats. The, the first half, they were very, very, very poor. Yep. And that allowed the Roosters' right edge to take advantage. And that, that lead, Souths didn't execute well enough to claw it back in the second half. So if you take for granted that they completed close to 50% in the first half yep. and then ended up the game close to 80, yep. which is where you know most most teams would like to be, even with that wealth of possession coming to them in the, the second 40, they just couldn't get themselves over the line. Um, Reynolds, again, did his best to keep them in the contest on the park, not necessarily on the scoreboard. Yep. But execution is what's really letting down the rabbits at the moment. That and their forward pack still just being fucking marshmallows. Yeah. You know? Um, Sam Burgess needs to learn to stop tackling with his face so he can actually play 80 minutes, okay? Or however long he plays. Lazy fucking British cunt. But um, <laughs> the Reynolds can't keep keeping them in games with, with no results. Yeah. You know, uh, eventually he's going to need to to have his forwards do something so he can put his energy into scoring points instead of getting them out of their own end all the time. 
Um, for the Roosters, they, they continue to, to roll on. They're playing some very, very good football at the moment. Um, I like this week that Pierce stopped trying to be a fucking cheap copy of what everyone else was doing that worked. Yep. And play his own game. The Roosters are going to be more effective if he's doing his thing and he lets Kiri do his thing. I've, I've seen a little bit of hate out there for Kiri. Um, why? Look, he's getting a lot of Dally M points. Yeah. Um, and and he's not perfect. No. He makes some bad choices in games. Uh, there, there are times where he, he takes a, a wrong option or he, he executes poorly. But he, he's going to be that sort of play for them, I think. And, and if you look at, you know, he's giving line break assists and try assists and and the speed he's got, yep. he's, especially with that right edge outside him of uh, Mitchell and um, Tupus, yep. he's putting defences in two minds almost off the bat, yep. um, which is working. So, you know, I, I think that it's a, a, a very good pairing. Oh, four weeks in to, to a new club, I mean, you can't, it's, it's nothing but a, a massive net win. Well, you look at a couple of other halves yep. around the competition... Like, he's played, I think it's just shy of 70 yep. NRL games. Sportsmate will tell me exactly, but my phone's over there. Yep. And I'll probably bump the mic, but... Yep. Um, or something. I'm holding it. Yeah. Like a fucking newborn baby. <laughs> it's funny, the, 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 the absolute intensity of it. <laughs> <laughs> and just the care that you're just holding that fucking little little uh, dongle with the mute button on it. It's like nitroglycerin. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but you look at some other halves around that have played, you know, close to that sort of 70, 80 yeah. games... That are being touted as million dollar halves. Yeah, and true. are they are they performing like he is? No, oh, in some cases better, I guess. But um, we had a lot of tweets from uh, Shane Aaron Elvis, our a man over there in uh, in the UK, who's a big Bunnies fan, and uh, he wasn't happy with a forward pass. <laughs> and like I admit, like you, you watch the replay, and there's no no doubt about it. it was a, it was a forward pass. I but, feel your pain. But he's getting away forward passes. Fuck, yeah. I mean, it's my week this week, so yeah. Yeah, hopefully they're on top of it. But um, he said, uh, I'll bemoan that scoreline all day as it flatters the Roosters, but I'll put my hands up. Their defensive line was terrific tonight. That was his best one. I mean, he, had, he had some... Well, not his best one. That was his most rational one. Because <laughs> he went on to say another tweet. was like, Latrell Mitchell is a game changer. And by that, I mean they changed the rules of the game for him. <laughs> we had uh, Rob sold out, said, uh, with the way Cordner and Reynolds are playing, it feels less scary to be a cockroach. Hmm. Fuck, we're talking about Origin already. I mean, it's, it's funny. People, um, uh, are about, oh, fuck, it's like, you know, Origin already, blah, blah, blah. Well, this week, I think there's an excuse because it was the official launch. Yeah. And that's yeah, all yeah. So, you know, people are going to talk about Origin. I mean, you want to moan the fact Co- that they... Corden looked very good, but the, the rabbits weren't running fucking Papali and yeah, Scott yeah. and McGuire <laughs> at him all yeah, night, so... Yeah. But uh, yeah, still, you know, and and that he and he wasn't getting service from Robbie Farah. Fuck, <laughs> he was benefiting from the service of Robbie Farah. Fuck, I was the past side. the reminder of that. <laughs> I had like ten glorious fucking minutes where I'd forgotten Robbie Farah was going to be our hooker. King Levy said, "I wish so." He actually tagged uh, Sam in this though, so credit to him. Wish Sam Burgess would go back to doing fuck all playing Union instead of doing fuck all here and killing my super coach team. <laughs> Hashtag your bros better. Which one? <laughs> Has there been a more spectacular package deal decline, though? Yeah. Of any... Like, fucking hell. Right. Not injury-related, either. Like, just... And I I can't think of any... The bubble has just burst. Where it is so obvious that it was the influence of a brother that kept the other brother around. 
Look, I feel like George was just a, was was a, a dominant forward. Sam was obviously the inspirational leader of the. Sa- of Sam the was the British Sunny Bill. That's how he was yeah. doubted. Yep. But man, hmm. just yeah. fucking hell! Like you know, even with the like the Morris brothers, um, you know, Manley's had the the Stewarts and the yep. But the thing is with the Stuarts is they have, both of them suffered from injury and ended up having to retire, you know, yeah. finish up due to injuries. But it wasn't it as if... It doesn't seem to be like the... It wasn't as if, fuck, we we really want to keep Brett so we, we're, we're better off a Glenn a contract as well. And that's how it started. It did start that way. That's that's exactly how it started from the juniors. To get Brett, they had to get both. Yeah. And then it was then it took it took years. Like, Brett was amazing from the get-go. But and then it took a while to, for Glenn Stewart to become... To keep him. Like no, but because, because then he did like I mean his development might have been yeah. three three years p- after his brother. Yep. But then he, he in his own right in a different position became a great fucking player too. Mm. Um, yeah. And so. they didn't have and they didn't have a decline in skills or influence when they were on the field. They just stopped playing games because of injuries. Like, but these the Burgess is a fucking. Like, it's 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 not even like they're maybe in they're home, maybe they're homesick. <laughs> maybe Luke was the fucking key. <laughs> Because they started, because he he played Manly last year, and when is when he started, that is true. He was the one. Yes. They took him out, and they've only been shit for like this season and last season. Yeah. But okay, the year before. And this is very interesting, and it's a segue, and I'm, I'll keep this short. But especially with all this shit around coaches getting the flick. Yep. I think it would be high time for the NRL to start look at. Um, Teams being able to drop players and having them cut from the salary cap. Well, do like a, do like a, an NFL sort of deal where yep. you know players players deals are structured in a, in, a, in a variety of ways, and there's there's guaranteed you know for the stars you might want to offer them um, a huge amount of money with a, a, a high percentage of that as guaranteed cash they're going to get yep. no matter what because there's an expectation that these are the guys that are going to perform. But then when you got you know more I, don't know, I guess like gambly type guys, mm-hmm. you structure them in the case that there's less yep. to lose and. You know, because and I think for fans it would mean better quality football. You sure as shit wouldn't have people like the big four at Wests thinking they're worth a million bucks. Yeah. You know it. Um, and for Souths it would mean that you could drop some Burgi. Yeah. Because them being on on contract now and taking up enough of your salary cap, you've got the fate of your forward pack resting on fucking. Julie's tongue. So, <laughs> yeah, the forward pack resting on resting on the lows that Julie doesn't swallow. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, so. you're disgusting! How dare you? <laughs> the pen of- <laughs> Look, I left it out there. You, you had to describe. <laughs> I was going to be swallow or like you know, yeah, take to the chest or yeah, <laughs> whatever. Panthers 40 defeated Newcastle Knights nil. Uh, this is the early game. What a shame it was the early game and no one got to see it. Because um, Record crowd, so. <laughs> 10,000. No one had anyone else. No one had anything else to do. Yeah. <laughs> Panthers, their tries came too. Uh, DWZ, uh, Cleary, Harawira, Tamari Martin, Peachy, Wallace, Fare. Uh, five of seven conversions for Cleary and a penalty goal. The Knights, pretty short scorers list. <laughs> None, in fact. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, I like the fact that they came out and, and put a, a statement on. 
Um, this this I feel was more of a danger for the Panthers than a lot of people realised. With the fucking Im- relax. No, I'm not saying they were in, in massive danger of losing the game, but I think this was their opportunity to get their own season on track in their heads. Yep. You know they had um, a shocker in round one. They had a game that they probably should have won and did themselves out of. Yep. Against the Roosters, it was a settler, and. I think the danger in those is that Newcastle have had some improvement this year um, and, and they really could have come out and and put a, a big fuck you on, on the majority of our early season. The, the fact is that you just cannot give the likes of Moylan and Martin and Peachy any sort of space at all. Yeah. The Panthers are a team that if you give them space... They're creative enough and elusive enough that they'll hurt you. Uh, what I hope they take out of it is that when you, you can't play Newcastle or Wests every week, yep. And if teams aren't giving you that space, you need to manufacture it for yourself. Yep. And the way you do that is through sustained pressure. So it's one thing I've bemoaned Penrith about for a long time. We we went from going the miracle play. Every single play, yep. you know, round one from a from our own ten, we were trying to score tries. Yep. Um, but I'd really like to see them move through and say, well, okay, great, we we have these wonderful set plays and shifts out to the right where where Moylan and Martin get involved, and they're fantastic. However, teams are now preparing for that and stacking that side. Cleary needs to get the ball for some other fifth tackle options and earn some repeat sets. Yep. It's It might be the second or third time that you run that play that it comes off because at the moment it's still all or nothing. Um, even though with, with Newcastle we got we got the all more so. Um, I like the young forwards that Penrith are bringing through. You know, the the Kakaos and the uh, the Harawiranaras. Um, the, there's plenty of intensity. There's plenty of passion. And these are guys that are used to playing that up-tempo Panther style of football because they've come from yep. from lower from grades. Right, right, yeah. You know, they're they're not big plodding, you know, guys who, who come forwards. in bulldogs forwards. <laughs> um, you know, and and I think that that guys like that are, are the key to our success moving forward. Merrin's fantastic for us. Yep. His work ethic's great. Um, I'm still not sold on Tamau. As, as an addition to that pack, especially with what we yeah. had coming through, you didn't pay him. A, you didn't pay him a massive fortune though either. No, like, I mean, he's got he's on good he's on good cash, but he's he's not on that. Oh, obscene, he's a Penrith millionaire. Yeah, yeah he's not he's not but, on that, he's not an obscene ca- cash. So you would hope that at least off the field, he's putting something into these. Correct. That's that's um, but, but word, these, that, word that better. He's imparting some yeah. experience and wisdom yeah. and whatever things that things that uh, will will help the, the younger when, kids coming through. When when you when your forwards can be an effective part of your backline movement. Yep. Th- there's a lot to be said for that style of play. Um, but it fucking how fast is Tamaro Martin? Yeah, he pretty fast. He fucking mowed down <laughs> like fucking Mister Wars on a teenage girl at a festival that sent too many pingers. It was <laughs> fucking beautiful. Um, and, and look, you know, while that was great to see, there there were still some times where we went to sleep. Yeah. You know, they, they need to tighten up their, their second choice defence. You know, the, that Nathan Ross break, 
was off the back of a kicking goal yep. that he's come in to take. Um, and there, there was no plan B. There was no, well, what if we don't get this and score? It's like in their heads, it's either gonna they're going to score or it's going to go dead. Yeah. That there's there's no defensive structure around. If somebody collects that ball and the better fullbacks and the the better outside backs in the game, will do that more times than they won't. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There, there was no resistance to him making that break, and it was only due to the fact that they forgot that you need a dummy half, and it's that was fucking sad. Like, oh, and I just. That 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 one play, plus just the magnitude of the scoreline and the fact they didn't get a single point on the board, it just makes me wonder like how fragile, yeah, is this Newcastle Knights side, because they've they've definitely made strides this year to become a better side than than they were last year. Yep. You can see the signs were there, and even when they were losing games, I mean, like they were tough fucking games, and they were, yeah, you know, they, they put themselves in a position where they were a good chance to win the game, you know. Yep. They were, um, yeah, I hope this, this is the first one up. that was a complete capitulation. Yeah, and the way they didn't support that fucking run from Ross, it's just, it was just like it was embarrassing for them. But it was just as yeah. a rugby league fan, it was just fucking sad to watch because just like oh Jesus, like that's yeah. In the context of that game, that's rock bottom right there. And yes. I hope that, and I hope that I hope that that's rock bottom for their season and they, and they don't capitulate Look, and become Newcastle North twenty sixteen version. A little bit unlucky. There was, there was a pass thrown out that that caught us way too fucking compressed. Yep. Um, if Latrell Mitchell had thrown it, it would have been fine. Um, <laughs> like over the top of the heads of the people in front of him. That's, yeah. So um, Latrell Mitchell really is the 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 new like benefit of the doubt. Jared Hayne. Yes. In terms of throwing long passes. Yeah. Jared Hayne, fuck, he can throw a forward pass. Yes. Yes, he can. Um, but you know, I I think that. For Penrith, it was a good run out. I hope it doesn't break Newcastle. Um, still, still, way too many penalties given and way too many errors on Penrith's behalf. Um, but I, I like to, I like to think that that's something that we can tighten up. Yeah. Because again, against better quality opposition, they'll kill you. So. Yeah. Up hops. There's the wooden spoon. Knights me no one love. Lol. No one was in twenty meters. Jeez. Yep. As we said, Mario Seegs, beating reserve grade is 40 nil is a disgrace, an insult to the real match. I propose this Penrith result be stricken from the records. Don't get so upset about 40 nil, mate. It's fucking serious. Not, it's not a grand final. There's nothing... There's, there's, there's room in this rugby league universe for multiple 40 nil scorelines to exist. I mean, you know, when it's in a grand final against a team that's $2 million over the cap, of course it holds more weight. But, just, you know, can't rob the Penrith Panthers of, of their moment. Shana 86. What the fuck's happened to you? Have you have you like meditating or? I don't know. Man. You, you started tired. smoking the reefer. <laughs> you started, fucking started. It's <laughs> fucking living let live around here. Shutter eighty six. Talent that doesn't work hard beats hard work that doesn't have talent. But this is the thing. Yeah, that is that is that's so Newcastle. That describes them perfectly. However, this. This year, it's kind of that. That's kind of well. This year, they're they're doing the the hard work and actually kind of. This is the first game where that's really you know one hundred percent true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Sam Warden. <clears throat> I can't wait until Nathan Cleary comes to the Tigers. He's really got an X factor about him. I guess we'll see what, what Ivan's up to. Yeah. It's going to be big. It's going to be a big stress point though until in, until 
you know, the day it becomes a thing, it's going to become it's something not. stressful until it's resolved and fall, you know, he falls either way. No. Um, he could do if, wonders for the dogs. If Yeah, look, if Cleary goes, um, we simply move the greatest half to ever play for New South Wales into the halves. How oh, fucking yeah. good are our problems when the greatest half to ever play State of Origin doesn't even get to play half for his club? The next Darren Lockyer, you, you know, of course, the young Matt Moylan we're talking about here. Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. Youthful exuberance. Just to emulate the, pro- the player that he is the next of, exactly. the next version of. Yeah, so. <laughs> so his career ends in <laughs> end, ends in just an absolute who's low life. Who's, who's the next Jared Beal? <laughs> Has anyone ever been called that? Well, it could be, I, I guess I, I guess you'd want to, you, it could be like yeah, your Mansour's or something like that. You never know. DWZ, I think yeah. he's got it in him. Yeah, ouch. Okay. He could take flight. <laughs> <laughs> and land on his career <laughs> Magpie Warrior 95 Knights Don the Iron Patriot kit a superhero with a powered exoskeleton handy has very little backbone on show Ash <laughs> shit hero choice ouch well I mean you even take it you, you take it one step further and it's like you know in, in um Fucking what was it the was it the Ultron which is what that no, was it was in the Civil War one where he gets fucking shot out of the sky and fucking <laughs> broken back like how appropriate they pick, <laughs> they pick these fucking jerseys. Look, um, it it's not like they made the fucking knights Professor Xavier. <laughs> no, there is there is that. <laughs> the thing about Professor Xavier is, I mean, that guy's fucking got the ability, the mental ability. Why can't he just control his legs? You got the ability to run. Why don't you run everywhere? Do you walk at all? Yeah, I suppose you see some of them say, well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, a lot. lot. You can play Pokemon Go, mate. You've got to fucking get those kilometres. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, but, but, why, yeah, why, don't saying you, why don't you run everywhere? Why do you walk at all? If you've got the ability to run. Because. Just to quote things, Jerry Seinfeld from B-Movie. Oh, jeez. Because there are some distances that's faster that, you know, you got only so many hours in a day. But Professor X is just walking, he's just fucking hooning around a mansion and his thing. Yeah, but what I'm... He can okay, walk around so, a mansion. He can use, he can control, use his brain to control his leg yeah, and walk around that mansion. when you got up to answer the door today, did yeah. you get out of your chair and sprint to the door? Actually, I did. You've got the ability to sprint. You yeah, but sprint, sprint. Yeah, I'm not, saying, in your I'm not saying he has to sprint with his fucking power. But I'm saying power his legs. He using his fucking noggin magic yeah, yeah. is the equivalent of sprinting because of the energy. I think controlling his legs would be the least of his fucking problems considering the other magical shit you can do with he'd it he'd need some it's very low on the scale of what his powers can do he'd need so some I fucking think comic book peptides <laughs> to get himself through the day <laughs> Brisbane Broncos 13 defeat Canberra Raiders 12 they finally get a close one um, up at Suncorp Broncos 13 came from Trice to McCulloch and uh, Fluffy Kahu with one from two conversions and a penalty goal and also the crucial field goal. Uh, the Raiders 12 came from tries through a Rapana and a Techno Viking. Croker one of two conversions and a penalty goal. I'm going to be gentle here. Broncos fans, I'm going to give you some fucking advice. Stop looking for the validation of fans of every other fucking club in the competition to tell you that your team's good. They do. They do need. They do require that a lot, don't they? Enjoy your fucking team. That's like an elemental need. Yes, it's this fucking small fan syndrome. Small fan that syndrome. Unless perfect. everybody comes out and says how good your team is, and that they've been wrong all along, and the Broncos are the fucking greatest thing in the future of rugby league, and the only reason 
rugby league, you know, the pride of the league. Yeah. You're not going to get it. It's that sort of thinking that start that that's, that kicks off, that kicks off uh, year-long competitions that you know, competitions that only yeah, last a year. Exactly. So that shit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Tried it once, Broncos. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, this game, the, yeah, the, the Broncos did enough, and they're always going to have. They're, they're almost like Melbourne in the fact that they're going to have a baseline in their forward packs. Yep. Um, Josh Maguire, I think, is close to the form forward of the competition. In, He's well. Just in the effort he puts in, the intensity on the field, and the the work and effectiveness he gets through. Yep. He he is playing out of his fucking skin at the moment. Um, but I think this game, like the Cowboys game, it was their opposition's poor <clears throat> poor quality of play. Yeah. That kept Brisbane in it, rather than Brisbane winning this match for themselves. I, I, th- I think this one. I think they, they they won it for themselves. I mean, but the Raiders, yeah, the Raiders were very. It was a very down performance from the Raiders yes. until until it wasn't late. You know, late in the piece, they you know they got back there and made a game of it. Exactly. But the, the main thing for me that I took out of this game was how, like, what what kind? Of, how do I how do I put into words? Like, what kind of bitch persona? Does Ben Hunt and Milford possess? Yeah, both of them. Ben Hunt, especially though, fucking bitch persona. When the pressure's on, it's time for you to do that thing to give, give me the your ball. team the fucking the ball. Yeah, look for the ball, and they both like, uh, not me. Goal kicker, goal kicker. Someone else, else, else do it. And so Kahu comes in, fucking boom. They finally found a guy that can close out a close game from kick yeah. a field goal. Um, with, with the most procedurally correct field goal. <laughs> It was like a person learning a golf swing. Like hey, look, it went over. Um, but- I just think the men- the mentality though from the halves that they've been so f- they they've been absolutely brutalised by these golden point losses. Yeah. To the point where they are reluctant to even put up their hand to take to to win the game for their team, and that's a fucking problem. And I hope that problem continues to plague them throughout the season. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, and although I'd never wish a grand final like, on the Broncos <laughs> for it to happen again, there. it it is something that, that I just is, can't stand that fucking like. That's what you paid for. You the, you can't want that money. Yeah, you fucking the, I'm, I'm the million dollars eight hundred thousand. You know whatever. What's Milford nine hundred? Nine hundred k. Motherfucker, part of the three hundred thousand of that. <laughs> Yeah, it's taking a goddamn field goal when the opportunity presents exactly. itself. Don't be a little bitch. And and I know that there are a lot more opportunities for this in in the game of basketball. But there's that to paraphrase that Michael Jordan quote. You know, he only ever made like was a forty eight percent of his career yeah. shots, and he missed more shots than he took, and yeah. he he lost close games for his team. That would be quite certain a feat, amounts though. of times. That'd be quite a feat though to miss more shots than he actually took. <laughs> That's why they say he was the best. It's after 12, I'm tired. Um, you know, the, the, you want those guys, yeah. you know, who, who want the ball in their hands. But the the Broncos, they're averaging, and this is what I was alluding to in the when I was talking in the sportsman section, they're alluding double-figure offloads yeah. this year. Yeah. Whereas previously, they, they almost had a fucking Melbourne Storm-like embargo yeah. on throwing offloads. They they relied on strength and, and those big 
crisp set plays yeah close to the line to get them over and and it's they're not an ad hoc football team and I don't know whether this is a product of Wayne trying to because obviously his favourite player is Bryce Cartwright I feel, I feel like I feel like it's off I think it's just a natural progression for the side uh, because Milford is one of the guys that can kind of you know he's a, he's a backing up guy and he can kind of take advantage of that sort of thing yeah certainly that's what I think the, the, that's what the thrust is but you know whether it actually turns out that way is another story but but it, it it's at the moment also up in their errors their, their errors yeah, per yeah, game are going in line with yep. with the increase in in offloads and and it just it looks like they're not um, comfortable. Yeah. Like good old Corey Porridge, you know he he came out and saved himself before other people had to say it today. Where he said his his form's not good enough for Origin. Yeah. Um, but he he was on the end of those. Yeah. And that was the majority of the work he did, and can finish a try. Big str- big strong winger. First try of the game for fuck mate. There was some money to be made. Exactly. Money to be um, made. Um. I'm talking about that Tim Simona money. I'm talking about like a real... (laughs) I I may come back at the end of the season and and say that it was a master stroke and they they learned and they're comfortable on their their blitzing teams by by 40 nil. Yeah, but also, I mean, like Canberra have have, a a big pack. And so Mm. it could, you know, it's... it's, it's... Canberra do, but they're averaging double-figure offloads this year. So all of their games. So it it looks to be a a trend. Um, Canberra had another little sort of decline spot there so I, I think they've got the, the skill to worry those sorts of teams um, but they're handling we'll really let them down if they had a bit more respect it was a different game yep uh, the biggest tiger Freddie mentioned Suncorp has a drainage layer of sand and gravel underneath amazing lengths they go to for Crocus tears <laughs> uh, Landrigan Matt Broncos overcome the 8 day turnaround at the death when it counts so brave so very very brave yes GT well, actually, actually, he's on the next one, so I fucking misfile that. And I had the one I was saving for last was Mr. Wars, of course. Mr. Underscore Wars, if you don't follow him on Twitter. And if you don't, I mean, God, treat yourself. That victory was like eating your own mum out. Like, you're happy you got some, but it was dirty as fucking hard to finish with your eyes open. That yeah. is like... He should pin that, because that's pretty much... <laughs> that's Sam in 100... <laughs> I, right. I know his mum. I know her very, very well. <laughs> Maybe show her that, print it out, give it to her for Mother's Day. It's coming up in a month. Yeah. You know You know what you're thinking there? What's that? You're thinking that that would shock or disgust her. <laughs> well, no, obviously she's had, to, she's had to live with this kid. <laughs> she's known him all his life. Yes. <laughs> the mighty Manly Seagulls, 36, absolutely destroyed the entire Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs organisation nil. Brookvale Oval's back. 36 points. One game at Lotto Land doesn't make it a fortress. <laughs> Dylan Walker, Curtis Sirenen, double to Brian Kelly, Tommy Turbo, Coruscant, and the Uate Parte. So it's great to have, the, yeah, when you're talking about the Uate Parte and it's yeah, a figure no, team. I, I really Dylan think Walker, four of seven conversions. You, you, you don't over. He's the Uate function at best at the moment. Maybe the Uate brunch. No, he is, he is dead set. If he if he is not a fucking like fully catered corporate 
like charity auction with <laughs> and like with yeah. good like top level no. celebrity speakers. Yeah, but still, you know, like he's things? got Laurie Lawrence. You got Laurie Lawrence at this function. <laughs> he's a fucking tray of those Dick sandwiches. Dick Smith is up there. Where talking. it's egg salad, beef and chutney. Ham, no, tomato, no, and cheese. No, this, this is only but that's those fucking no, corporate lunches. No, no, that are this is shit. This is the one where you're standing up and they're bringing out like exquisite fucking appetizers and just trays of fucking champagne. And I'm not talking about sparkling white wine. I'm actual champagne. <laughs> this, this, this is the sort of thing he's delivering. Sure, it's not. You know, it's it's we're not talking about like you know, it's not a fucking like yeah. it's not like P Diddy throwing a party or anything yet. But it's still, it's still like an event you want to be at. It's not a party. <laughs> it's, it's not a Uarte party. <laughs> it's a Uarte important gathering. There you go. Important gathering of of uh, officials and dignitaries. <laughs> <laughs> so look, I fucking put it together two weeks in a row now, and so I mean, yeah, it's actually starting to to become something. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm believing in the way that the way that they're playing. And wow, when the forwards do their job, and on paper, Manly's forward pack would—I'm not—I don't think they'd be the worst in the comp, but they, you know, they'd certainly be down there. But fucking, they absolutely dominated what would be one of the more fancied packs in the entire comp. Mm. Made them just absolutely made them their bitches. They held their pockets for the entire fucking game, and um, they did. There was there wasn't this like against the run of play shit. There was no. Like, it, was, it was just. A game where they built their dominance in the forwards, they built dominance through the middle, went through them in the middle. I mean, there wasn't really a lot of no. It, it, pretty much everything happened in that in that sort of middle middle third. I'm just yeah. trying. I'm trying to think about the tries that that were scored. Uh, Appy's try, uh, yeah, through the middle, where he break out of. Th- I mean, honestly, like I mean, the offload was fucking great to put him through, but I mean, there was no excuse for them not tackling him like five meters out. Come on, yeah. I mean that's just just atrocious. Um, the 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 Tommy the try the try to Tommy Turbo was just it was the the fucking just the thing of beauty. I love that play. The thing, I mean, and obviously the Storm have done he's similar a, sort of play with Billy Slater in his beautiful. prime. But how telegraphed. Is that play where like yeah. Jake Jake yeah. runs to the right and then he passes it across to to Cherry or whoever it was, who is already looking back into the middle. It's like and you can see him looming up and you're like, you you, you dumbass, you dumbass, you know what's coming, yeah. you know what's going. But they still couldn't stop it. Like, yeah, even knowing it's coming, they couldn't stop it. But um, and the and the try the try there with uh and you know they're they're putting the kicks through and it's one of those games where just everything comes off the way yeah. the way that you want it to. Yep. Kelly's fucking he's looking great. I mean for a kid, I mean he was uh he was in the Australian schoolboys, you know, a couple of yep. years around. I mean like so obviously he he does have like the the pedigree at a junior level. Yeah, that, that's no guarantee of success. It's NRL, absolutely though. not. I mean there's some there's some know? kids with stars yeah. at that level that turned out to be, you know, absolute you know, busts. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, this is his first first season playing against men. And he's doing a he's doing a fucking great job. He looks yep. strong. He looks fast. He's skillful. Yep. Uh, and he's try and he's I mean that try he scored when nothing really was happening. You know, sort of fifteen twenty out. And Cherry Evans was kind of just meandering. You know, from right to left. And then he just ran the line and just put him through the hole and just he was just straight through. I mean, yeah. he's he can put himself in a position to score some tries. It's fantastic. Uh, Walker obviously in the in the centres is is uh, is great. Nate Miles for the second week in a row was was good. Dare I say great. Uh, Obviously playing for 
a position yeah. when you've got obviously Tapao made his return for this game, and then you've got guys like Fanul Blake and Lussick coming back from injury, and yep. uh, Lloyd Parrott, he'll, I mean, he'll be back before too long, I'd imagine, as well. Um, a lot of competition for places there up, <laughs> amongst, yeah. amongst the bigger guys, and it's good to have that competition. I mean, there was a point there in you know when the suspensions and everything happened where it was like fuck we've got no depth and but the guys actually you know the last two weeks they have they've stepped up when they've had to Tapao still worries me I mean like he's he's great and all but he, he's just he's, he's like a young Steve Matai in the times where like Matai was neck and neck with Justin Hodges for getting suspended for shit you know and then I mean in the in the last you know several you know like probably over five years of his career he really he cut that shit out and just was like hard and, and didn't get suspended but um yeah. well no what what happened was because he was so fucking lazy he had they weren't suspending him anymore and so he had to fucking fake injuries so yeah. he could spend half of every year on the sidelines yeah but that's actually factually incorrect no, it's he true. Might, he 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 might have gone down with an injury every single game. Yeah, but he he rarely actually had games off. Oh no, through injury, all the time. rarely all the had time. games off. And I've, I've done I've done this. The, uh, this is something that sportsmate could help with as well. But I remember people were uh, Just, trying to trying to put Justin Hodges up against. I'm, him. I'm putting I'm putting it in there. Yeah. It sounds like something that a Broncos fan would do to try and justify how great Steve Matai is and have everyone else love him. There's no I, I don't I don't I do not care. Second team. I don't care if anyone. Love Steve Matai. I mean, the, oh. the undisputed fact is he's the second greatest centre to ever play the game in rugby league, after Jamie Lyon. So, like, that's 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 just factual. I mean, because I try and keep things factual. Matt Moylan's the greatest centre to ever play the game in rugby league. He doesn't even play centre. <laughs> you fucking talking about Matai? <laughs> some, 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 that's what the sound. That's that's what. That's what it sounds like when someone tries to play. <laughs> I will always love you by uh, the Whitney Houston version using Matt Moylan's cock as a recorder. <laughs> That's that whistling sound that we can hear right now coming out of your mouth. Um, what else to say? The doggies, obviously, they were out of sorts. They were out of the game by halftime, uh, mm. and you know we scored immediately after halftime. And then there was another one later in the piece, which was with the, actually the try of the year. I mean, I don't want to diminish it at all. Uh, with Cherry Evans. Put that that grubber through crossfield that just went fucking sideways and somehow bounced up to fucking Uate. Yeah. Um, try of the year meant it like worked worked exactly as planned in training. Clearly. Who was it? Was I think it was Gaz? I think it was Gaznia. I think. Oh god. Go back and good. find out. Gaznia was just talking about what a master Cherry Evans is to have such control of the football and the angles and this. He meant that ball to go into the in goal for Uate, but not directly sideways 10 metres And no, no one told Paul Gaznia that it had taken a rebound. Gaznia <laughs> like, thinks he he's bending the laws of yeah, physics. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, like Thurston when he's doing those, kicking the goals from the corner post. He, <laughs> he is not a smart man. But a uh, great game. And once again, yeah. you know, when the, when the forwards get on top and, the, and they do yep. their job, then Cherry Evans fucking laid on five tries yeah. and uh, that's what we expect out of him Green is a is a solid contributor as well I think yep. we can still probably get more out of him but these guys have only played together for four games so they're kind of they're going to still have to figure out how they work together and, and that sort of thing and I'll, and I'll put it this way if they can play like at that level yeah when, when you've only played four games together no yep. one expects you to be at the top of the fucking ladder yeah and if, if that's the sort of thing that they're going to do but four who, rounds who into have the got, partnership who have you got next week Beasts how long are their halves from playing together it's about the same and where are they Top of the table. Yeah, but stop setting your fucking bar so low. They've had a very soft draw though. Yeah. Premiership favourites. 
well, the Premiership famous for ball was kicked. I mean, Dragons kind of took care of that, Coming right? Coming up against the greatest fucking coach in the history of rugby league, Matt Moylan. <laughs> so, so, the, so, the, so, so the ground announcers, like when they do the thing with the scoreboard at the start of the game, it's like, you know, who's, who's the major sponsor of the Panthers? Oak. Like, the Oak Penrith the, the, the Penrith Panthers, uh, number one, Matt Moylan, number two, Matt Moylan, number three. Filling in for Matt Moylan tonight will be Lionel Martinez Lesniak. In the, the centres, we have Matt Moylan and Matt Moylan. You're 5'8", yes. Matt Moylan. Um, Captain by Matt Moylan. Put it this way, you pricks out there are lucky that we didn't get the greatest Panther out of all time and you'd be listening to Ask Matt. Oaks made out of On Matt Moylan <laughs> milk. <laughs> Matt Milken. Oh, that's um, disgusting. Um, I'll, I'll be interested to see how your forwards do this week. This is this is a, a good test. I when you when you look at the way they played the last two weeks, it's uh, you know fuck. Obviously that South game was there for the taking, and uh, and the Para game. I mean they didn't lose yeah. that. Well. I mean it's just it's crazy. It's taken time to. Yeah, you know, to click. But if this is if this is what clicking looks like, and then the, there's a, a trajectory upwards from yeah. here, then they're going to actually be the team that I thought they could be. You know, on paper, I'm not on, on board with your manly forward hype just yet. Given that you know you you were overrun by probably the softest forward pack in the comp. In or, South, or was it the greatest game that they've played all season? <laughs> it's hard. To, it, it's yeah. Um, I'm, pre- I'm prepared. I'm prepared to cop that South but, game. If the, if it's the catalyst that has somehow yeah. galvanised them and oh, yeah. and resulted in these last two, however, you then look at the fact that you played a Cowboys squad with no Scott or Tumalulu, fucking beat, smash um, the Titans away from home. Then you're looking at the the Dogs pack, who are you know on reputation they're fantastic, full strength. On reputation, they're fantastic. But you say that now, but it's only because you watched after the 80 minutes where their reputation was completely sullied. Um, what I'm concerned about isn't so much your your attack because you're going to have those guys and they're always going to going to roll through. But the, the the dogs were taking balls from standing starts. They were flat footed all game. You know, if you get they were they they, they that were, roosters pack's going to keep going at you, keep going at you all night. And I think if they can get through that, this is not the preview section competitively. Though. Save it for fucking next section, man. I'm just saying, I'm not on your hype train. Oh, you fucking! You better fucking get on, sleeping. Fucking choo choo, motherfucker, choo choo. Now, Voodoo Rock. The only good thing about leaving Lotto Land, doggies fans, plenty of options for HSP on the way home. Or you go to Mimos and get some fucking amazing pizza. Fair enough. It's the fucking the, the choice of champions. Okay, me. Ben R forty seven underscore Manly should wear the superhero jersey every week. Look. Hmm. Whatever. It's okay. Like. I don't. I don't like the fact that it was it was Falcon um, the, the choice as as a jersey. It looked it looked fine. Looked pretty good. He's a fucking third rate hero for a third rate team. Well, he's the hero you deserve. You know, at the, at the end, not necessarily one. At, at the end need. of the day, I mean, if, if Falcons beating the dogs that badly, yeah. Well, they were a fucking. Find, they they were, were a, obviously they must have been like fucking Batman. They were a fucking person. <laughs> Penrith a Batman. I've told you, Penrith a fucking Batman. They wear black. They hang out where it's dark and very often moist, and they have a good-natured but sometimes cantankerous old man that takes care of them. Penrith a fucking Batman. Uh, Everyone knows Batman's the greatest hero of all time. 
Yeah, no, I just said Batman because I'm because I know you're on the bat dick. <laughs> That's Plus, could be. Yep. Guess what? Matt Moylan's mum's name is. Oh, Martha, of course. Martha Moylan. Martha Moylan makes it makes a lot. Well, it's sense. actually Matt, but the mother himself. <laughs> However, <laughs> Justice Hook, you know, is the coach for public purposes. You actually like you're you're exuding <laughs> like severe mental problems. <laughs> Oh my man, um, Mario Seegs. It's a little mean watching Manly stat padding their for and against versus a spoon team like this. At least Penrith beat a real team. And that's true. <laughs> very, very true. Kick of the hut. I vaguely remember someone being supremely confident Seagulls would win today. You did. Correct. I actually guaranteed victory. You did. And I hope people took took up the you know they threw all their life savings or whatever on it. Because uh, I just made you a fucking lot of money. Yeah. By membership. You know, one of the greatest things I love about social media now... That? Is at the end of the year, we can go back and in this little group of mates that I've got that we talk bets with... Yep. And we actually call people out on being shit. Yeah, that's good. And because if they come out with like one fantastic bet late in the year and write on that They'll glorious on the being the fucking oracle... Yeah, yeah. No, hang on. <laughs> and there is there is a certain individual... Who punted on uh, the Tigers to beat Melbourne this week? Look, there's, but there's that wasn't the stupidest bet to make though either. I it mean, there were a lot of there were a lot of reasons to to the, no, to do wasn't. it. Yeah, was, was there a new team at the Tigers? Anyway, no, but you know there is that you know the, the bounce back and everything, and they and like art where they play better and they usually go well against the Storm. There were a lot of reasons, and then you know you look at the first half and you go, oh, "Fucking hmm? good bet," but we'll get to that. <laughs> We'll get to that. Um, MJ Eagle 23 that uh, Manly put me in such a good mood. I almost didn't change the channel when Point Break 2016 came on. I said almost. Yes. Good. I haven't seen so much as a trailer for that and I refuse to. Yeah, no. Like, there is, there's only one, one, one Point Break in this dojo. Uh, Sharkies 20 to feed the Eels 6. Hmm. Saturday evening, the uh, Sharks' tries came to Braley, Maloney and Fecky. Maloney, three of three conversions and a penalty goal. The Eels, six Cambridge tries to David Gower. Clint Gutherson, one conversion. So the old Manly connection. How fucking sad is it that David Gower's there and no one even inquires if he's a relative of Craig Gower? He's been around for a while. He has. Why would would someone inquire? I mean, if he played for Penrith, maybe. No. Well, then you go, oh, yeah, okay, it's family well, connection. You, you don't remember all the fucking things last year about um, Edric and Brinko Lee? No, I do not. I, I don't associate with people who... There was the Twitter shitstorm where a commentator stated that they were I, related. I, I have zero recollection of this. It was just hilarious because the guy said that, you know, they're related. Uh, I think it was Vossi. Yeah. No, I couldn't. No, I should, no. And they are related. It wouldn't have been... Like, and people on Twitter, yeah. all these SJWs started going at him for being fucking racist about, you know, this and a well, da 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 And they're like cousins by marriage or something. So they, they're yeah. definitely related. They share a surname and they are in the same family. Yeah, yeah. But one of them has very dark skin and the other one... But, uh, yeah, look, you could be forgiven for not knowing that they're related. <laughs> but I just don't understand why they're racist. Like, that's... Because anything about... Uh, yeah, that's... Fucking social media is such a cunt circus at times. It is an ICC. (sighs) This game wasn't that enjoyable to watch, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, and I actually fell asleep at one point. Fantastic. Fell asleep around about the 50-minute mark. Mm. Woke up again before the end. (laughs) But uh, 
Look, let me, let me give you... Fuck these two. This was, a, this was a throwback to like 2013 Monday Night Football when these teams were shit and they used to play out awful games yeah, I was gonna say, that made you want to kill yourself. Let me give you the two-minute version. It was a time travel. Yep. So the Sharks were gritty, tough. Fords did a lot of work. Yep. Um, Parramatta came into the game full of potential but capitulated. Yep. Basically. The turning point was the Maloney high shot. Yep. And the only... Re- it looked... It was one of those coat hangers that looked horrible in real time. Yeah. But it was on Bevan French. And straight after that game, he went to be an extra in a fucking 40-hour famine commercial. That's how little he fucking weighs. <laughs> um, Maloney had him around the chest and yep. it was just... His legs went straight out in front of him and he landed on his back. Yep. Looked bad. Wasn't bad. Referees got the call right. Um, from that point on, Parramatta was almost like, in the worst alternative to a team full of Moylands, it was like Parramatta were a team full of Sowards and they all took the high shot themselves. <laughs> it it was just complete and utter capitulation after that. They were dropping balls. They were throwing ridiculous passes. There were things... It, Cronulla were lucky to get Parramatta like that because yep. I think if Cronulla, uh, if Parramatta had kept a level head, there was definitely small points in them. Yep. Um, the first half, it, it was twelve six, yeah, fourteen six, whatever it ended up being. Yeah. Um, it's like well, yeah, on the scoreboard they're never out of the game, but I mean, no, not never, at all. but but in in the actual, it in never the, felt like they were in the game. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. In, in the execution, every time they would find a way to start mounting a comeback, yep, they'd do themselves out of it. Yep. So the uh, Voodoo Rock. Takarangi, it's Kiwi for runs in on defence and throws shit passes. Mate, he, he is Look, and if other teams playing Parramatta, don't exploit that because yeah. Wade, but that that's where they score their points, and yep. it was Wade Graham. Yep. It takes two people to bring Wade Graham down, and if you both if you're not wrapping up the ball, he will stick that arm up, and and Takarangi just stayed out, yeah. way too wide, and made no effort at all to even come in and close up yep. the hole yep. there. So if Everyone doesn't do that against them. Holmes a sexual 69. Of course, we had to hear from him. I've had sex with actual eels who put up more of a fight. <laughs> and he's tagged the power eels in there. Now, uh, these tag Corey Norman. Pass me a Jim Beam. <laughs> back to back on my back. Yeah. The uh, North Queensland Cowboys 32 defeat the Gold Coast Titans 26 down at Hope Solo Coliseum. A reportedly good crowd, but I mean, still, they do the camera shots and it's just like... Complete fucking sides of the field shut. Like the end, yeah. that end, that away team end is completely shut down. Is it, is and the some... other end with the idiot drummers, no one's there because no one wants to yeah. fucking hear the drums. Is it some fucked up optical illusion? Obviously. You know that thing like where you get two lines and you put an arrow going one way on the ends and then yeah, yeah. going the other way? Which yeah. one's longer? Yeah. Oh, they're the same length. Yeah. Did they fuck up the stadium? It's possible. Who was it that built it? I don't know. Maybe that's the final revenge. Maybe. Because they fucked him over and didn't pay him for all the homes he gave to the, the players. Yeah, I feel that the builder of the stadium wasn't the same as the builder who was a sponsor of the club giving free homes to Scotty Prince. Right. Hmm. What did it used to be called? Uh, fucked Fino. Hmm. What did it used to be called? It's there. Remember? I don't remember. The link's there. Wasn't that Metricon? No, isn't that the... That's the AFL one down there. That's, that's where they playing. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, was it Metricon when they actually were playing at it, though? I don't fucking know. Which is correct. Oh, yeah. But he's, he's designed the lights now. So I thought you were saying like, the, former name, the former naming rights of the, the one at Rabina there. I can't even remember. Is there? There was, wasn't there? Oh, Met Stadium. Yeah. I don't remember. 
The uh, Cowboys 32 came from tries to JT. Gideon uh, Gillen Mosby, a Ponga, double to Hess. Origin sensation. Origin. Bolter. Fucking Bolter. Yes. Uh, Thurston, four or five conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Titans 26 came from double to Copley. Tyron Roberts with a try. Tyron Roberts Davis with a try. Daniel Vito with a try. And uh, Ash Taylor, three or five conversions. Yeah. Um, Ash was... Taylor's got a little bit of that Alfred E. Newman to him, doesn't he? Yes. He does. <laughs> He definitely does. Um, I didn't see this one. I, I was up trying to corral a two-year-old around a hospital. You had the same? <laughs> oh, no, no. Hospital, the, ho- yeah. the, the wife has been in yeah, for, oh, that's for right. a week. But, um, that's a fucking pro tip. It's a weekend for it. Try and avoid taking fucking two-year-olds to hospitals because everything's interesting as fuck to them. But yeah, but when, but when you take away the interesting shit for them uh, or you know, forbid them, then it gets boring as fuck real quick. Yeah, so to avoid. Yeah, yeah. 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 So this one's all yours, man. Look, the Titans, the Titans played like, uh, you know, I have to put away, put aside my rudeness <laughs> for a minute to say that the say that the, Titans, the Titans played really well, and they probably they probably could have should have won this game. And I, I I know Titans fans agree. I don't think Cowboys fans are going to concede that. But so is yeah. is it a case of the Triton, the Titans showed a lot of grit? And determination, they were in it, but just couldn't do enough to get themselves there at the end. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, basically, so we, we are the sixteen Titans the, again. The Cowboys did. The Cowboys did build build uh, a little bit of a lead. I think they. I think they managed to get it out to about thirty two twenty, or something like that. Um, and then the the Titans got another one towards the end to make it look a little bit more respectable on the score. Mm. But that aside, the the Titans were they, they were fucking in this game up to up to their eyeballs, and they. Yeah, you know, they only have themselves to blame. I mean, it's kind of like they through mistakes and whatnot. They had they limited the possession they had in the first half. Yep. However, they seem to be scoring the, with the ridiculous possession they had, which I think was you know circa forty percent or something like. That. They 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 were seem to be scoring at will, and you know they had a lead at the, at, yeah. at, at some stage there in the in the mid stages of the first half, and um and they're looking they're looking quite good. I mean, Copley, he's you know, he slotted in there pretty well. Yeah, and, big I mean, fan of Dale Copley. And it's, uh, he's, he's a good get for them as well. I mean, it's, I'm not sure why he didn't, you know, achieve to the same level or, you know, cement a spot down there at the... Was, wasn't it to do with James Roberts? Or maybe he's homesick or... So he, he ended up... No, I mean, but the the, yeah, yeah. And he went to, and then he went down to the, the Chooks and he did play some, he played and some it's, games. it's Mitchell. Yeah. They've got Mitchell and Fingers. Yeah. yeah. It's probably Fingers that got him in the end. Yeah, often that's does. It. That's often the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything to say about that fucking sex offender. Yeah. <laughs> but look, yeah, but the Cowboys, well, you know, with the same token, they obviously uh, they learned their lessons from last week, getting hammered by Manly. This one, they had to take it on the road, and I mean, it's not like that. Hope Solo is real a real fortress for the Titans, but an away game for a side that's traditionally a home team, tradi- historically yeah. a home team. Although they have kind of turned it around a little bit in their you know, successful, you know, premiership sort yeah. of, you know, era. I have a fucking but, home now. It's been blown to Oz. Yeah, but they, they got it done. Um, Hest, Hest, he's a, he is a fucking good looking player. Like, I mean, like, he, he's a fucking good player. Like, I, what, he has blonde hair and blue no, eyes? No, no, that's the thing I'm saying. No, not that, not in that way. Well, you know, I guess, you know, there's... He's an, diff- an excellent uh, different- final solution to the set. Different strokes for different folks and all. I mean, what you find major <laughs> attractive, maybe. Uh, I'm saying his last name's Hess. Yeah, well, I mean, he's you know beautiful blonde hair, mm. blue eyes. Yeah. Predisposition for gassing his enemies. 
On the fifth pass, Mr. Bolton, I'll offer a final solution. <laughs> That's not a bad German in, a, in like a, in a Hogan's Heroes <laughs> cartoonish kind of way. I want only Coca-Cola in concession stands. There shall be no orange or apple juice. I hate the juice. <laughs> we'll not watch Lethal Weapons, because O.J. Simpson's nickname was the juice. <laughs> you done? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, I think I think we're all <laughs> I think we're all we're all dumb for hearing that. Um, Astronauts, he said, my distrust in touch judges was further cemented last night. Touchy during the Titans game wearing a hat. Really? Fucking degenerate. That was night time. He was actually he was actually there. So well, look, maybe it's a problem with, to be to, to to provide a possible contrary viewpoint. Perhaps he was concerned about the light the lights affecting his vision of crucial things and so in order to do the job better that's that's or just you know maybe he knew people. that the titans had given out 10 year anniversary coins in their fucking memberships and the only people that turn up to games are members and if Didn't the titans play shit yeah. that shit was going to rain down yeah well that's fair too well, that's more of a paramount thing to do though that is true um the Melbourne Storm 22 defeat the West Tigers 14 at Leichhardt Oval in front of a crowd of uh, just over 12,500. The uh, Melbourne Storm had tries to uh, Asafa Solomona, Young Tonomapaya, Chase Blair and Josh Adokar. Cameron Smith, three or four conversions. The Tigers tries to Moses and Taylor. Uh, Moses, one of two conversions and a couple of penalty goals. Mm. Uh, this, well, it wasn't the game of two halves. It was like that first 30 minutes though, mm. or, or so, maybe even more, maybe 35 yep. even of the Tigers, was... Fucking pretty much perfect. We speak a lot about game plans and the lack of them that you tend yep. to see about teams playing to their strengths. Yep. But what the Tigers did in that first stanza was, was the way to play the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. I mean, to, to be fair to to the Storm a little bit, those, like, they put themselves in this position. Their hand, like... Oh, yeah. It, their completions, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but it was fucking terrible. And they definitely went 0, 0 from 4, I think. The, yep. They were just awful for the first 35 minutes of the game mm. they they weren't, weren't disinterested but they looked tired they looked fatigued yep. and that was probably in large part to ch- having to chase the Tigers around obviously but they're like the simple handling and in in their own end too I mean yeah. it was stuff that Bellamy would have been taking limbs off family members Did you, you see he pulled the paint off the the wall What's that? In the dressing room, like yeah. he was ri- actually ripping paint off the walls <laughs> in the dressing room. I think to illustrate the nice lampshade he could have made out of the skin of the out of their children's. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, look, it, I think this is something that Cooper Cronk has in him. Yeah, and has worked very, very well to get out of him. But he will try and go at at the other team in their style. You know, and he used to do it a lot more in his younger years, but you see it now occasionally when they try to do that, they did it against the um the Broncos. Yep. Um it's it's something that if you can frustrate them with an up tempo style of play, mm-hmm. it throws their systems out. Yep. And that's the way to, to beat it. I think for for Tigers fans it is it almost worse that they played that thirty five minutes? Yeah, because it's the same as the way they played the first ten minutes against Canberra. Yeah, the week before. Yeah, and there was the, there was a game plan, and it was working, 
and they look slick and they look fast and uh, they look like they could push a tempo much much better and for a longer time than their yep. opposition and you're like here we go but this game it was to the stage where it probably got a little bit scary for Storm like mm. holy we're getting fucked and not, there was 14-6 at half time but there was that passage where they had like Billy Slater like I fucking hate the guy I think he's a grub of the highest magnitude with the way that, you know, he creates mm-hmm. his cunts and slides in, fit, yeah. up and all that stuff. But his positional play to have that fucking try disallowed, yeah. that was nothing to do with the West Tigers. That was 100% Billy Slater. He created that obstruction mm-hmm. and executed that obstruction for them. Yes. The experience and the ability <laughs> that he displayed to do that was just fantastic and like I hate the guy but I mean mad credit yeah. <laughs> mad credit for yeah. and that was they were going in at 20 nil up and instead it ended up being 14-6 and that was the winning of the game yes. mentally for the Melbourne Storm yep. it, was what, it was what gave them the mental yeah. the mental mindset to, to go ahead and win the game and it's what destroyed the Tigers mindset to yes. maintain their lead that they had yeah um Look, we, we go on a lot about the, and I go on a lot about the Storm and, and their, their systems and, and Bellamy's coaching. They're not unbeatable. No, you know? they're not. Um, but what, what you do have to do with them is be relentless. You can't give them those ins, and you need to be able to hold your own mental fortitude yeah. through those moments. Um, the, the biggest insight I got into that, that group is, you know, Woods was talking about the game afterwards. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, it's easy to, to get up for games like this. Yeah. You say me, that man. if you win. Yeah, yeah. You don't say that if you put in a first half and then... Having said that, when he went present. off... The, he, he had like something like 130, 140 yeah. metres before he went off yep. for, his first, for his first spell. Like, I mean, people shit on me like, oh, oh yeah, I wouldn't want him. Like, I, I think he's fucking good. Like, I mean, yeah. He wouldn't suit my team. No, probably not. But... My thing is, and this is what I've said time and time again about the, the Tigers, stop worrying about your fucking supposed big whatever they are yep. and buy some more people to support him. Because if he does his 130 when he goes off, yep. who's there? Well, this thing, nothing happens when, yeah, generally exactly. speaking, nothing happens when he's in the times he's It not is there. a forward pack. Yeah. Tim Grant's not getting you there. No. So. No, I have that guy. I mean, like, he was fucking great. He was an origin bolter. He had, he had a good hit on Petro, the first origin. Yeah. Yeah. He took a run and he put Petro on his ass. Yeah. Who and that was you know, Petro. But even like you know, but he's formed to get himself into that position and everything, you know, yeah. when he was playing for you guys and he was great. Yeah, he at club level he wasn't. He was a penalty machine. Well, yeah. Fantastic bloke, club favourite. Yeah. Like, you know, decent down to earth yeah. guy. Um at that stage we were in massive salary cap trouble. Yeah. Um but and and look, it's a, it's a nice segue. I really think that the Tigers' big four, the best thing they could do is shut out everything else, and all go and knock on Luke Lewis's door. Yep. And sit down with Luke Lewis, who was a one club man, did more at that club than any of them have at the West Tigers. Yep. Played his juniors there, family in the area, ended up captaining the club. Yep. And left. Resurrected his career. Yep. You know, he's now the oldest, or the the longest gap between two premierships yep. in the NRL. Yep. And I really think that they should go and get some advice off some players that have left clubs that they've been at for a long time. Um, before they do that, I know Tigers fans may not want to hear it, yep. but I think that'd be the best thing for those four and for the club. Oh, just a basic market offence. <laughs> 
this fucking team. I mean, okay, it was it was, it was probably an unseasonably warm day. Again, you get tired, but Jesus fucking Christ, some of the base level shit that these idiots fucking pulled. Um, Sue's been dropped. I mean, he's dropped to the bench this week, so obviously punished. You know, yeah, one of one of those was was directly on yeah. him, I think. But out of car, man, fucking hell, quick, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, there was all that talk. Remember last year, like he'd signed with the Storm, and it was like, oh, he's going to be back. He's going to pull out, yeah. Uh, I mean, Why? fuck, I bet they wish. I mean, he's he has got this real, and this will as he as he ages, this will probably leave him. But he really does at the moment have this fucking hero showboat thing gene in him, which causes fuck ups. But yeah, some you know when you score tries like. <laughs> You know, yeah. you can you can have that you, you can have that when you get score too many people, tries like yeah, that. Yeah, there aren't too many people that could score length of the fields. Yeah, leave the game and go straight into winning first prize at Craig David lookalike competition. <laughs> yeah, so a Tigers fucking. I mean, that was it was the most West Tigerish thing ever. Like, yeah, it, like uh, the whole Tigers in decline thing encapsulated in 80, 80 minutes. All the all the promise of the years yeah. around the you know two thousand ten eleven. 12 and yeah and then the despair of yeah <laughs> like just fuck it. I, I, I felt I felt bad because you could just see it you could just see the game like just the life just leaving leaving them in the game and yeah. it just it became inevitable it wasn't it wasn't at half time but it was really shortly after that because the storm came out and it was like oh fuck you know it was like the half never, first half never yeah. happened like oh here you go the Melbourne Storm's here you know? Look, that, it's about having leaders on the field yep and I think that's what the Tigers are lacking. And they were fucking atrocious in the first half, but Cameron Smith in the second half yep. came out. And when he kicked that 40-20 yeah. as well, that was like almost a turning point of the fucking... And, and this is what I've always said about having the leader of your team yep. as an 80-minute player. Yeah. Or, or at least needing a very, very good backup while he's not there. Yeah. Yeah, so. Okay, uh, Leroy Brown, 1978. Bellamy must have held up pictures of the Storm players. Family tied up in a basement at half time. Haha, <laughs> go the Storm, hash purple pride. You're might underselling be our only, him. Might be our only. You are legit underselling Bellamy. He might be our um, our uh, only Storm listener. Mark uh-huh. underscore Aaron, mark my words. The days of Andrew Webster as a head coach are numbered. <laughs> Wally Frogwell, Tigers 14-6 in the first half, a 0-16 in the second half. What's that word that means to become smaller, fewer, or less, or decrease? You all know. Mm. Mick the Perm, Tigers season in a nutshell. Started hot to give hope, then declining faster than any declines ever declined. Yes. Shunter 86, Twill Nation, like a bunch of gronky little baby groots are all saying the same three <laughs> words over and over. Tigers in decline. <laughs> word. Um... De Niro, Ugh. 50 games Brooks and Moses have played together and they've won 16. They are shit. Hashtag Tigers in the climb. Oh, fuck. If that stat doesn't give you shivers <laughs> down your fucking... Yeah, and then also you, 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 you put the inverse orange. of that and put the, put the Brooks wins and Moses wins without the other in... Yeah. Without the other present, and I bet you it's a much higher percentage. Yeah. Hammers, the decline answers to no coach. <laughs> Tigers in decline. <laughs> Finally, the Dragons 26 to feed the Warriors 12 on uh, Sunday evening. The Dragons 26 came from tries to Vaughan, McCrone, Dugan and Lafay. Uh, with four or four conversions and a penalty. The Warriors 12 came from tries to Luke and uh, Malo. Johnson one or two conversions and a penalty goal. Hmm. Not much to be said about this game except the fact that the Warriors are just a sad excuse for a professional sports franchise. Correct. Um, you have a whole country that you could be going... Like, you look at what the Broncos did with the state. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. then and then subsequently even just the A City. Exactly. That's now I know I know that rugby league is not the first choice sport in New Zealand. Yep. In Queensland, it is second after inbreeding. <laughs> so you know parallels. The again the the fact that those players go out there every single week and are just so unprofessional in what they do, I think is disrespectful to the jersey and to their fan base because they they have some loyal fans. They have almost yeah. Newcastle level loyalty. Yep. In their fan base. Yep. Um, you know Vaughan's try and McCrone's try were so soft as to be laughable. Like the, the I tell you what, with Vaughan though, I mean, this like finally the Dragons be like, okay, now like that was that was his Canberra shit. Yeah, that was the shit he was on in Canberra. Yeah. Like doing that, that that try was his Canberra shit. Right but there. it was it was the fact that from so close in, yeah. how is there one guy in front of him? Yeah, you know it. That shit doesn't it doesn't just fucking materialize out of nowhere. You yeah. can see that that builds. Yep, with Macron, like yep. Macron is not a beacon of personal physical strength. Macron is not a rugby league player. No. <laughs> and for him to be in goal with somebody holding him up, yep. and for other warriors to be watching on, yep. watching, standing, and watching any other team in the competition. I categorically guarantee it. Those would people would be in there trying to also prevent him from grounding the ball. Yep. Um, Dragons are doing the simple things well. Uh, Widdop's running the ball a little bit more, and I think he's kicking more effectively. Um, Aiken strong offensively. Defense needs a little bit of work, but um, you know, I, I think they were just made to look much better. Yeah. Than, than they actually were. I'm still not convinced on the Dragons at all. I mean, I think they've been. The, no, I mean, the, that was a great win last week. They they got a, they took advantage and and took advantage well. Penrith yeah. in round one, they they played a, an unopposed training session, mm-hmm. this week. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I think it'll be pretty easy to figure them out. Yeah, Devonhead for a team that can't score points or win matches, we're first to a hundred and have won three out of four, having played the premiers and two, and second favourites for the comp. And two favourites for the comp. Yeah, look, you know, the whole... You can't put too much stock into the... The Premiers, yes. You can't put too much stock into... You know, these people, they say... Like, fucking... Again, people fell in the trap of the Warriors, didn't they? Oh, man. This year, no, this year for sure. Yeah. Top four. Yeah. 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 No. Every fucking... It's a, it's a trap. But... They are an yeah. ultimate trap team. Dev, you, you go back to your fucking Cronulla Sharks-like... I was going to say, Penn had some... Merchandise had some balls. You wouldn't even have 80 points yet. Exactly, so... But, um, you know, make your fucking posters every time you win a game. Celebrate every victory. Well done. King, it's like you're taking St. George's wins all of them personally as a Penrith fan. <laughs> King Levius, Kieran, Kieran Foran has more fucking issues than Playboy magazine. If I want a drama, I'd watch Home and Away. Hashtag soft as butter cunt. And that's what we didn't mention. Foran pulls out not too far before kickoff yeah. with a, like a, was it a hamstring? They said, that guy... What a biscuit he's become. Yeah. I mean, like, and not just his, his mental injuries, but, like, physically, he's, that, that fucker's broken down. And he'll probably return and make an attempt at playing football this weekend. But mark my words, that cunt's going out with injury again before this year's yeah. done. Yeah, definitely. If he plays any length of time yeah. uh, on the field. Magpie Warrior 95. The Dragons look like they're wearing the shorts you get given when you piss your pants at primary school. Hashtag <laughs> another average hero kit. It sort of looked like no one told them their jersey would be a different colour this week, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
AOCs. Remember when the New Zealand Warriors were a relevant sporting organisation? Nah, neither do I. They've never been relevant. I mean, they they jagged, you know, 2011, they jagged it and went on a run from eighth. Yeah, there were two things in their favour there. They had Cleary and Maloney. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mario Siegs. I assume Dragons fans are all lifetime Mary McGregor fans right now. That's funny, though, because, I mean, he was, he was like, what's probably second on the block? Certainly top three for, you know, first gone. Yeah. And he's just prolonging his stay there with every week's passes. And a lot of people have to eat their fucking words, too, because it, it, I just feel, I get a feeling a lot of fan base just independent of results just didn't want him to be the coach. I'm, look, yeah, like, like I've said... And they didn't have a great year last year, fine. I'm, I'm so over this fucking coach-blaming thing, it's not funny. Yeah. And again, I went through the Matt Elliott era. Yeah. Now, Matt Elliott... And that's a coach where it is his fault. Matt Elliott is an incredible football mind. Like you, you watch him. You watch the, yeah, yeah. the stuff he does on the um, website. But no, but I listen to um, he's uh, he, he's on the, the ABC. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So you listen. To, I mean, so he's obviously nice. He is a smart guy when it comes to football. But that that's not all a coach needs. No. You know. Um, but in a game where coaches are hamstrung and it's not them out on the field performing. Yeah. It's almost as if people think that, well, the, the players will do everything they're told to do. They'll do it perfectly. So all a coach has to do is... Tell them the right things. And if they're losing, then it must be because he's doing, telling them the wrong things. Exactly. Yeah. So He's a shit coach. Yeah. They're not lazy millennial fucks. <laughs> Overpaid. Sea um, Eagle Spur. All Candy has done so far is it changes Warriors team from shit but fun to watch to shit and shit to watch. That is very true. They, they, have, they've, they have lost that fucking Warriors team mm. DNA vibe that, that all teams no matter who whether it was Stacey Jones and fucking yes. Lance Hohire or you know Maloney in that like they always had this this well until now unbroken yeah. DNA sequence look it, it was birthed to them by Brandy yeah who I adore as yeah, I, I like to call the old Matt Moylan oh, and yeah and until you mentioned I was like oh fuck yeah yeah he did yeah that's right he did he was there yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck I, 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 I can't say it scrubbed it from my mind but it's just like it, it, fuck that actually happened yeah Greg Alexander is not a one, one club man that was real right. yeah <laughs> um, yeah oh, no 100% RTS oh, oh, looks I, I don't know whether he looks disinterested or scared or I just want he's I just doing want, a lot of walking I long for the days when he used to teleport across the field like yeah, fucking Dale Sim and, all the time uh, and, and make people look just like you know, just clutching it. It was amazing. But even that year, yep. his positional play as a, a fullback, and it was based on his speed. Yep. He would be where he needed to be. Um, yeah, like, you know, I know fullback's a world's best defender, but yep. um, yeah, he, he's, it's like he's... I wonder how morale is there. Because I don't feel like I don't feel like there was much morale at Parramatta either when the, when, he, when, when uh, Stevie was coaching mm. over there. Yeah. Plus one, I wonder what he's like as a coach. I mean, because we said this last week that he's got this, you know, he's got this pedigree that yeah. makes him appear like he's good because he co- he was under both Bellamy and uh, Bennett, and because he beat Australia, yeah, New Zealand beat Australia, yeah. But in one of those situations where the teams play once, yeah, and they're together for a week, how much influence can a coach have on that? Exactly. Fuck all. You know, um, again, uh, my issue is if a coach comes in and you've been coasting along, underperforming. And it's not a pleasant experience when they come in. If you are a professional footballer, rise to the occasion. 
You know, it, like I mean, I know it's stupid, but I want to believe that that's you know, if that's your your chosen profession, that you'd have some kind of professional pride in your in your performances and stuff, and you, you wouldn't just be cash and checks and. I think, but fuck, I think there's. I feel like there's a lot of that going on. It, it is something that I think we suffer from here. If you look at America, yeah, there are so many people vying for every professional yeah. professional sports position. That if you don't work hard, you get found out you really, out really real quickly. Fast. Yep. And I think because being a contact sport, the NRL relies in some parts on you know size and yep. and genetics. You're gonna be yep. tall in basketball and yep. big in football too. But um, th- there are enough people who got to the ability for someone to say, "Yeah, I'll scout you. You're gonna be pro." Yep. Just based on genetics, yep. without the work ethic. Yep. Uh, and and I think there is a lot of it. Which is another reason why I think the ability for clubs to drop players. But even when you're playing at school now, I mean, you know, there's guys that like, had no application at all, but because they were just bigger and yep. whatever, they coasted through mm-hmm. like to like junior reps and everything, like, yep. you know, like to a good level without really bending their back. Yes. <laughs> and so there's probably a bit of that too. I think, yeah, I think there's more than a bit of it. Yeah. That's a very good point you make. Okay, back again for another week, of course, is the Total Package. Lovely Nat Sinclair, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. And what a pleasant weekend of action oh, it was, it was for, the, for both <laughs> of us. Just unprecedented that, uh, that both of our teams could uh, could get through the weekend without having a single point scored against us. It's a and, real achievement. Uh, I'm very, very happy. It is one thing we we've had. We've already been talking for about quarter of an hour before this. It's about the glory of our one teams. Thing, yeah, but exactly, exactly. There's 15 minutes of solid, just mutual admiration society <laughs> for our teams. But uh, one thing I didn't talk to you about is, and it was concerning your game, mm-hmm. is how about when when Nathan Ross made that break? Yeah. And. He's got like three. It's got what, probably about to about six. Gone about sixty meters, and then he gets up to play the ball, and not a single one uh, it was awful. of his idiot players have, have even bothered to get up there. He was like they weren't even close. Well, mind you, we had obviously Tamari was the main chaser. Um, yeah, but, but like Tamari was there. He's, it's like he waited. Like he's like counted to ten slowly before he's like dived on it just to avoid a penalty. Think that actually happened, but that's a nice story that they could put out. Um, yeah, but it just felt like. He, he was just waiting forever, like, I don't, I don't want to go too early and get a penalty, so I'm going to wait super long, yeah. and there's still no one there, all right, I'll get it. Literally, and then you saw, I think Dallin was one, he picked up the ball, and he was looking around, and he's like, can can I take it? And then he did. Um, that's yeah. a very, yeah, it's a poor sign. It's a coach killer and a half, but um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit sad. I, I think Nathan Ross has been kind of carrying Newcastle for some time now, and it would be really disheartening from him to have um, no support like that. You know, I don't know if they were all yeah. asleep thinking, oh, he's going to score the try, or if they were all thinking, oh, we're down 36 nil, who cares? But it's not a good idea. Yeah, well, they just bargained and just, you know, like, just couldn't just get couldn't couldn't or whatever <laughs> to get there. Yeah. But yeah, that was just, that was terrible. And I hope it it's not like a, I hope for their sake that it's not a return to last year's really nights where they just became really easy beats. Yeah, they've been doing all right so far this year, the Knights. And like, they really put in in both their three games prior to this game. Um, so. Like, I don't know, it was it was a bit sad to see them go down to that extent because they, they didn't yeah. even look like they were even going to put a point on the board for the whole game. Um, so, no, that's right, exactly. Yeah, so, I don't know, it was a bit of a training run, I guess, um, at a stage. But yep. <laughs> hopefully they um, they learn <laughs> from it. Yep, yep. I mean, our first question this week is from Giannis 
Matthias, and he wants to know who is the player from another team that you are most thankful does not play for the Panthers. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Oh god, this is something I need to think about. There's a few players I can't yeah. stand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness me. I'm not a huge Dylan Walker fan. <laughs> Um, and for, for any particular reason? Um, he's had a few brain fades, which I just don't, wouldn't want around um, my team. In oh, what do you mean? Like the one with like, you know, trying to punch through his door or whatever? Oh, yeah, that know. when he said, oh, yeah, <laughs> that, that was just, he couldn't find uh, the key, he couldn't get in. Oh, that's, that's yeah. No, more so, I the, in the, nine, the in chasing the, nine, the dragon thing or? Yeah, I think in, in the nines one time, um, he, he could have equaled the scores with a golden zone try, but yep. he didn't think, and with no seconds on the board at all, he scored, and he could have had every opportunity to score in the golden zone, but he scored outside of the golden zone, got up thinking he'd won the game for them, and he hadn't, and that's concerning. Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah that, that, not, that is pretty brain dead. <laughs> yeah, pretty brain dead exactly for that. And you know what? I would have to say the Tigers halves as well. <laughs> Yeah, and that's obviously not for anything, any any personality issues. That's just because they're terrible players. Exactly, and I just I'm sick at how how long we've had, we've got Nathan Cleary who's played what twelve games. Tamari's played yep. seven or eight, um, yep. and they can play. So how long can we play the inexperienced card with them? So um, yeah, and at yeah. this yeah, and at this stage of their development, I mean, these guys have had far more um, <laughs> far so, more yeah, time together than your guys. Games and sixty seven. I can't remember. I think Luke had sixty seven and Mitchell had fifty five. Yep. Sorry? Like, are we really still going to call them inexperienced after that? So um, I just get sick of it, and it's sad to see that the Tigers, like, let go good halves. Um, yep. Even Little John's better than them. I would put them up. I think Luke Brooks getting injured is a blessing in disguise for them. So, um, Well, their combination together, they're the, even the statistically, t- when they're together, mm-hmm. they, tend to, they tend to win more. Separately, uh, yeah, doesn't matter which one of them's out. A hundred, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, and, and, and little John is a—he's the—he's the you know minor league player. Mm-hmm. So he's—he's he's going to be the guy that is going to be happy to take the take the back. Exactly the back seat right. And I do think what that will really Mitch help him to do. Actually, you know, play like okay. you know, he does actually feel bad because he does try. He really does try. So I should, yep. I shouldn't be so rough on him, but because he does try. Even last last week, he was trying. He was the only one chasing at a certain time. Like he really was giving it a really good go. Um, but yep. I still am very happy with our halves over. <laughs> Yeah. And look, you know, it is, it's, it's great that he tries. Effort is a wonderful uh, you know, indicator. But, you know, it's a problem with the modern world, isn't it? I mean, we don't we don't give uh, participation dally-ms out. Absolutely so, not. And I just think you know. that, yeah, um, as much as there's, of course, there's, I, I don't know, can we say there's potential there? I mean, when's potential going to be realised? So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, I was saying, like, oh, that Darren Lockyer guy, he had, he had some potential. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to be playing for, like, you know, a decade. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you can't, I don't know, you can't just keep milking that for um, yeah. as long as we are. Yeah, at some point, you just got to, you just got to concede. Exactly. You really <laughs> Cut your do. losses. Think, all right. Yeah. So, look, maybe, yeah. Maybe if they yeah, both, okay, you had potential. You know, if they don't both yeah. go to state Tigers and they both go separate ways, like, maybe that will be the birth of their proper careers. You don't know. Um, we'll see. Look That's at Curie. Right. Like, he was pretty bad last year and now he's doing yep. really, really well. So who knows? And I, I really hope that that happens for them personally. Um, but at this stage, I don't really know what's what's doing there. Can you imagine how Nathan will go when, um, when like, you know, he follows Ivan to wherever he, he that lands that and that change happening. of scenery? That, won't be, <laughs> that will not be happening. <laughs> Nathan's already addressed the media regarding that and I think that will definitely not be occurring. He's a happy Panther. Everyone yeah. in Panthers is happy and nothing is going wrong with my team. <laughs> I don't think you have a problem in the mean, in the in the short term, but I think you know contracts come to an end. And he signed until twenty twenty one though, so I'll take that. It, yeah, 
it'll be that next, you know what I mean? It'll be that next one. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> 2021 is such a long, that's such a long time though too. I mean, that's like yeah. a Titans move. Yeah, that was I, mean, a, I guess Manly too with DCE. But... We've literally signed the entire team for about five years yeah. each, like literally. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anyone, I think Dallin's off contract to the end of this year and we'll, we'll, we'll like look after that, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but there's pretty much nobody else. Um, so we've taken an SD You could afford to have a couple of backs walk away anyway. No, we can. We've got two. We've got like internationals on the bench, you know, that sort of yeah, thing. So, exactly. Um, and I've got, I'm a big fan of Dylan Edwards as well from Penrith and he's not playing at the moment. Um, yep. And anywhere else, I think he'd be a walk-up first grader based on what he's yep. shown so far. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's a thing with having lots of depth. Now, uh, Giannis has a second part to his question <laughs> um, and it is, and what is it about Josh McCrone's game that makes you laugh the most? <laughs> Josh McCrone. I think he actually started. I could be Sounds wrong. like his name. Sounds like his name's a good start. Do you know, I could be wrong, but I think he started with Penrith. Back in, I think he was with Penrith for some time. Wow, because when I think of him, I, I, I yeah, I, I can't. I don't really go back further than like Canberra. No, he definitely a hundred percent was but, with Penrith for some time. I think it was, there you go. I would have been in high school. Like he was there for a little while. I don't know if he played first okay. grade there, but he was definitely there. So, yep. history there. <laughs> There you go. So, is there any part of his game, or is it just basically just the, just the whole? Thing, you just I look suppose. at the whole entirety. Okay. <laughs> the whole thing in one big bundle. Okay, so we've got a question from Chapo, who uh, traditionally is you know tend, wants to vie for the Gronk of the Year. Mm. Uh, he's the the cursed Chapo at the moment because every team he follows is shit. Oh, who's he? Uh, that's, so that's the the Bulldogs, uh, oh. the uh, the Oakland Raiders, will soon to be the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, based yeah, on today's news. Yeah. Uh, plus, basically everything like the Western Sydney Wanderers. Oh yeah, they were good and then um, they went bad. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a, he's an absolute curse, okay. and uh, I think Man U as well. I think. Oh dear. But uh, yeah, he's an he's an absolute curse to every team that he follows. Uh, so it's it's a good thing if you can get him away from any team that you follow. Yeah. Now his question is though. If you could be a TV show lawyer in one of the th- these three towns listed, why would you choose said town? So the three choices are Springfield, mm-hmm. Summer Bay, uh-huh. and, and Mount Thomas. Now, do you understand the, yeah. what each of those locations are? Yes, I do. Um, okay. I'd probably say Springfield because I feel like that's where the most work would be. <laughs> <laughs> and do you, and and, and do, you, do you do you style yourself out as a as like a as a female Lionel Hutz? Oh, well, I think we've had this question before. <laughs> is, it why, is that the reason why I became a lawyer? <laughs> yeah, you might know me from such cheerleading squads <laughs> as the Pantherettes. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but yeah, I think definitely Springfield. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I, I would have, I would have guessed that as well. I had to look up Mount Thomas. I'm like, oh my God, I never watched an episode of Blue Hills in my life. Let <laughs> <laughs> let feel that one. It was it was like I, like okay, I got the first two. Where the hell is it? <laughs> uh, thanks, Google. Uh, oh, how good is it? We had uh, yeah, Sinkers90, and you know this one, you replied to this one on, on, on Twitter. Hey, Nat, what is the one rule you hate or would like to change? P.S. Fantastic last name. Oh. So you addressed the last name part on Twitter, but uh, yeah, the one rule that you I would like to change. Have, I really should have thought of it. Oh, okay. I think maybe the scrum rule, because there's absolutely no point in having them at the moment. Like, either change it and make it so you can contest a scrum without being penalised with an inch of your life, or um, don't have them. It's wasting time, and it's just... So what would you say? But, okay, so the decisions, the ball's in your court. What, what do you, which way do you go? Do you actually... 
actually to bring make back. the scrums a proper con- yes, a contest? Yes, I love yeah. contested scrums. Um, I remember when I first started watching footy, they used to be contested and it was so exciting. Um, yep. So I think that it's a skill. It's a, it's a good team effort to be able to have that momentum to change the scrum mm-hmm. and, and change your fortune if should you lose a ball or something like that, you know. Um, so I think that, yep, if I had my choice, I would definitely bring back contested scrums. But for the moment, it's just waste time. It's stupid. It gives um, players a chance to eat, like, you know, um, eat up the clock. When it's yep. getting, and I just, oh, I can't stand it. Yeah, it's really just a really just a, a, a beginning a beginning point for for a set play that uh, has the forwards taken out of the equation. Exactly, and it's not fair. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, definitely get rid of the scrums or bring back contested scrums, whichever's you know easier. Yep, yep, and. Um, we had one of our one of our uh, long long time OG listeners, uh, <laughs> GT GT Johns GT three fifty one underscore Johns, uh, just sent a message saying, "Congrats on graduating and on uh, your great interview on the Panthers." Thank you. Uh, so and uh, and please don't let those this week in league lads corrupt you. <laughs> we'll try our best to not let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's legitimately the nicest tweet he's ever tweeted. He's a doggies fan, yeah. but most of his tweets are basically hammering the sharks for peptides and. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, still clinging you, to that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. As a bulldogs fan, he wasn't really directly affected by the peptide thing at all. Yeah. But uh, yeah, oh, he, he's fantastic on Twitter after bulldogs loss. So um, <laughs> you can check with that's his man. How, after was, the family like, how was he on the weekend after the incident, the 36-0 incident? He, yeah, he wasn't great. Like, I put I, I, I put one of his one of his more measured tweets on the show this week uh, after the after the match recap. But um, yeah, he had another two or three that yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> he wasn't happy. He wasn't a happy. Lad. I would, yeah, what, uh, what do you say after that? Like, what do you say? Yeah, like that. That's one thing that I'm I'm thankful for is that traditionally, even after losses. Generally speaking, we we haven't taken mad beatings like to that magnitude. Well, we we copped the forty two ten in the first week, and I have I don't think I've been that angry in a very long time. Like just in general, yep. I was you know even after the Roosters uh, loss we had the other weekend when he, arguably we should have won because of the forward yep. pass thing. I was like, oh, they deserve it. They lost forty two ten in the first round <laughs> against the Dragons. <laughs> so um, I couldn't imagine being held to nil, but I can imagine it'd be pretty similar to that feeling, and it's not good. Yeah. So I yep, feel yeah, exactly. it's going to get better. Fingers crossed, Bulldogs fans, it's going to get better. Surely, only yeah, up. From it's here. not going to be better. They deserve it. Don't, 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 don't try and placate the Bulldogs fans. <laughs> you don't have to. You, you owe them nothing. E underscore Rascals said, uh, and this ties into, of course, to our our crossover Ask Nat event that uh, oh, brought it. in Natalie and Brulia for some fistula in Ethiopia <laughs> or whatever it was. Um, how do you feel about starving kids in Africa? When's your next album coming out? Why did you leave Silverchair? <laughs> I don't think I can diplomatically answer any of those three questions. <laughs> oh, there's a headline. Oh, Panthers yep. cheerleader <laughs> hates starving African children. <laughs> Silverchair and Natalie and Bruglia. <laughs> her fight against Natalie and Bruglia and her charitable. Um, <laughs> whatever she's doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what she's doing there, but whatever it is. <laughs> All right, and that's it. That's it for the questions this week. So, thank you very much again for your time, as always. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next week. And uh, yeah, best of luck for the weekend I will ahead. Need it. Oh my god, we'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a tester for us this weekend too. I think we're, I'm quietly confident, but uh, it's it'll be good. Who good to see this, where they this are. Weekend? East Roosters ooh, this weekend. Ooh, that'll ooh. So, so we both so got we both got the only yeah. undefeated teams. 
Mm-hmm. So it's going to be so a lot a... of bets riding on both of our teams this weekend for the last one standing. I looked, yeah, I, I looked at the uh, the, the tipping uh, yesterday, and um, Manly were like three dollars ten straight yep. up. Yeah, I was like, that's uh, that's uh, seemed to be like a lot. Um, and I'm like, yeah, sure, East deserve favoritism. I definitely didn't. I definitely didn't expect to see them favourites. Yeah. But I thought, I thought three dollars ten. That's fairly blown out. It is, especially given so, the um, defensive efforts that they've um had. Yeah, and and I yeah. think Roosters have had the opportunity to play a lot of teams that aren't the best in defence. They've been allowed to mm-hmm. kind of run riot there. Yep. So it'll be interesting. And to they be, weren't amazing last. They weren't amazing last week, and they weren't even amazing against you guys. No, they, were, they made seventeen so, errors against us. Seventeen errors yeah. against us. Yeah. A better team. No offence to my own team, but a better team would have capitalised on that. Um. So look, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that you guys will beat the Roosters. I was probably still picking the Roosters, but um, yep. you've shown the past three weeks that you can, uh, two weeks, I should say, um, that you've got something rolling. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I think and we'll need more luck yeah, and if it stays three dollars ten, then you know. I think we're at two fifty against Melbourne, but yeah, do what we, your uncle. Well, do do what Uncle Timmy Simona says, and yeah, the more you put on, the more you get back. <laughs> oh, Tim Simona! <laughs> <laughs> no one should ever do anything that Tim Simona says. Public no, he's he's literally the worst gambler ever. I think he got arrested this morning as well for the charity. He, he thing, did. He so got yeah for the yeah, for from, charity from jersey. From bad money to worse. Um, but I actually, you know what? When I was looking through his bets, there were a few bets there. Um, such as um, like James Tedesco first goal scorer and I believe that maybe his girlfriend who was putting them on for him was getting a bit confused because um, I was looking yeah. at them and I'm like that can't be right and like Leilani Latsu I think um, anytime goal scorer and stuff so I was looking through that and I thought that was a bit funny um, that <laughs> that's weird that's like almost like money laundering it bets is but I think I, I don't there's think no he way saying to her oh yeah like he's going to kick a goal to I think he literally was saying yeah put it on to score and she was thinking oh a goal like, oh my god! That'll do. No wonder his record. I didn't see the individual bets. I just no. saw the the record where it was like he barely got a single one cash. I think he got one against himself, like one on himself. I think it was against yeah. my own team, like two or more tries or something. Um, yeah. But apart from that, I don't think he got any. Any? Yeah. Have a look at them. They're really quite interesting. It's a bit exotic. That's hilarious. Yep. Um, but yep. it's funny. It's good laugh. Poor Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, thanks very much, and I'll talk to you again next week. Previews for week five. Fucking season's getting away from us already. Um, Thursday night football, the Doggies take on the Broncos down at ANZ. Look, Mumbai got suspended. Frawley's in. Frawley is like if if Mumbai is like he's a good player but he's kind of uncreative and doesn't have a kicking game and you know whatever. Yeah. Frawley's just garbage. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't stress enough how look, look, I I've got a, I, I still remember so clearly one of the games that stick in my mind from last year was when the Bulldogs just fucking turned the Broncos into their prison bitches. Yes. And everything, that that Bulldogs game plan prototype thing just worked like a dream and they yep. just had their... Do you remember the try Cassiano scored out of dummy half? <sighs> that game was like one of the most demoralising games to the Broncos. Like, they were absolutely just worked yeah. thoroughly from start to finish. Now, that ain't going to happen this time. I think the Broncos... Uh, 
like they're, they're going to enjoy a game that's not going to go to extra time or, or that danger period where it's tied, you know, yeah. leading into into the uh, the end of the game. Yeah. Um, I can't see anything but a, a, a decisive Broncos win. Uh, will the dogs be able to bounce back? I mean, will they rally around the coach? I guess we'll find out. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, with players coming out and supporting Des and it's not his fault. You should lay off him, you know, with the guys out there on the field. True, by yeah. the way. But, like with the Tigers, with Jason Taylor, and they just capitulated against the Raiders when his job was on the line. Yep. We'll get a really good picture of what the what the dressing room morale is like. But I can't see any... Like, I think the Broncos are going to win this and win it yeah. so well. It, especially when what the Dogs should be doing to beat teams is so simple. You know, yep. run onto the ball, create momentum. Yep. You know, it, yeah, I, I can't see the dogs getting this one. And the and the Broncos have got some big, big guys in there. Yeah. Well. Like they, 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 they can stand up to them if that's all they're going to bring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think I, think, I can't see anything other than a, a very substantial Broncos win. Yep. The uh, mighty manly Seagulls take on the Sydney Roosters. It's the early Friday, early early Friday game. And this is the the ideal early Friday game because I mean, no one goes to those games and like. There'll be no Roosters so, fans and Manly so, fans won't travel. Just put it fucking any day. That, that is a very good point. Put it a Sunday afternoon, doesn't make no difference. So, we've been giving the NRL shit about this. Yeah. And they've done it two weeks in a row perfectly. They the have. first one, they've put it on when no one's at work. <laughs> <laughs> this week, they've put it on when there's no fans and they won't go. Exactly. Fantastic. I mean, this is a real test, though, because these two teams are going very well at the moment and Roosters undefeated and so forth. Mm. And uh, it's in the city. So if they want to work it as in like you go to you know go straight from work and get yep. on the piss with your workmates or whatever, yep. this on. is this is the ideal game. So you, I reckon you'd need fifteen thousand to call this one a success. Yeah, yeah. Ish. I mean, the, the, I mean, once again, obviously you're not going to get anyone from the northern beaches unless they go straight from work and decide fuck it, the kids aren't coming to watch the footy this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck it. The family they can fucking because and even if the family the family leave at four o'clock if they want to get there for six o'clock kick off. Although there are people, you're not getting over there. There's plenty of people that have their kids at daycare in the city. That's big. Yeah. Yeah, massive. Really. But, um, That's the thing, is it? I always thought the daycare was always like you know the the closest point to your house. That's the way we sort of played there, it. There are a well, lot. We actually we never played it that way. However, if you're leaving at six a.m. Yeah, you don't want to drop your kid off at daycare at five forty-five. Yeah, okay. you'll take him with you yeah, in the city, collect them, and yep. it's a big thing. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So I think the um, look the mainly be going well. However, it's been against some pretty poor opposition, and I think the Roosters um, will put you forwards to the test, and they've just got a little bit more strikeout wide. I think I'm, I'm, I have no fear whatsoever in the Plus, the backs. I think it all just comes down to the forwards in this one. Um, given given that Mitchell has confirmed the correct pronunciation of his first name. It's lateral. There, there will be some lateral passing, and um, that'll all undo. Lateral you tends to tend, tends to imply non-forward passing to me, though. I know it's not forward. <laughs> not when lateral's doing it. It's not called forward. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lateral. Yeah. Um, be very, very good. T- I, Frank Winterstein played his best game for Manly last week, but it's like he was—he was. Did he cause the? You know, was he contributed to the dominant pack, or did he take advantage to the? Do, you know, to the domination. It's hard to know. Yeah, true. Uh, Chicken or egg. This is just—it's just going to come down. This is going to come down to the forwards. I think our backs and our halves are as good, if not better, uh, than than the Roosters. One. They certainly match them. Mm. I, I would say. Yep. What it comes down to is just this forward thing, and the Roosters. I mean, certainly on paper and and past performance, you would say they've got a better forward pack, but. 
you know, strange things will happen. Let's see how these guys are going. Lewis Brown, this is something I didn't talk about in the game. That late late high hit on Reynolds after a kick late yeah. in the game. He should have been rubbed out for four weeks at least for that. <laughs> Just long enough for one of these other guys like Lloyd Parrott or or you know get someone or, or someone like Jackson Hastings or, or Cameron Cullen or someone <laughs> to cement this to cement their place uh, because no now nah, you know, it wasn't you got, hit it wasn't late it was late and high no. and with the shoulder he should have gone I think as the NRL's just fucking trolling me by leaving <laughs> because there's definitely, definitely like me personally tro- they're trolling this me this week he just, he just walks out and shoots Sean Kenny down in the face <laughs> <laughs> because no, that's fine. He just, like, he just drops the guard and just walks back into the defensive line. <laughs> but look, if the for- if I mean, it's just it's a, it's a it's going to be a, a case of yeah. if if the forwards perform as well as they have the past two weeks, then there is absolutely no reason why why Manly can't win this mm. game. The Roosters, while while undefeated, they weren't they weren't amazing against Penrith, and they no, certainly they weren't. were not amazing last week. Not at all. So I don't think they're playing at this high, untouchable level that no, can't be stopped. So I, I definitely think it's there for us. But I'm I'm just excited to to see it. I see it as a as just a great benchmarking one. See, like if it's like the Penrith game where they just get us, you know, then I'll I'll probably be content, you know, with the the progression of the side. But uh, you know, and if we win. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, Roosters are the greatest side all, all year, so it's obviously you know, premiership certainties. Should they win? So it's all on you, Manly. Prove your credentials. <laughs> the Cowboys take on the Rabbitohs in the Friday night football main match, 1300 T Stadium. Well, Cowboys still hurting in, ter- in terms of uh, forward depth, but they they get their Jason Tamalolo back. They do. And, um, and, and they've got Coot back as well. I don't know how, how much of a great thing that is, though, because... I feel like ever since you started giving giving Coot the mad love, I feel he's just become absolute garbage. Yeah, certainly. Like he's had um, some like some of the greatest fucking shockers you've seen since you started talking about one last in year. one in particular in in a finals game. Yeah. Um, look again, I, I, it's one of those catch twenty two situations you speak about. Do you, do you bring in the guy who's experienced and who's won a grand final with you, or? You know, or do you? Well, no, he's, you he's, put in he's the, certainly not bad enough to, to be anything. Like he's the guy that when he comes back from injury or comes back from suspension, he's the guy that just takes his position straight yeah, back and slots but, in. Yeah. But do you play Ponga? You know, do you? It's it's a shame that they can't find a, a spot find for a spot for yeah, him. But I um, yeah, I, I think that Tom Lalo coming back is is worth more than the entire South forwards pack. Agreed. Uh, I think Cowboys will get this one. I do not think that the where the, are they playing it. They're playing up at thirteen hundred teeth. So serious question: Is there a fucking stadium there anymore? Well, I mean, it it it, it was originally they thought it was going to it was going to hit Townsville, but it ended up finishing much further south. And okay. I don't think Townsville got so much as a stiff breeze. Okay, nice. As far as I know, but I mean, I'm saying this, but remember at the start of the show, I'm like, I haven't watched the news or seen anything. <laughs> so, it's just it's just the the vibe. <laughs> Nice. I don't, there's, I, there's no way that the Cowboys lose this game, and I think they'll win it fairly comfortably, especially after getting done the last yep. time at home. So, uh, where are we? The Sharkies take on the Knights at Reclaim Australia Stadium. Are they fucking playing every game at home? It feels like every game is yeah. at Reclaim this year. Uh, look, the Sharks, uh, they're they're back on track. Not back on track to defend their title, but they're back on track to be uh, a team that's not getting smashed. So, bit bit of luck in this scheduling. I think it's unlucky for Newcastle to have this game after after a such such round. a capitulation, yeah. Uh, and and I think it's very lucky for Cronulla 
after Parramatta handed them a win. Yeah, yeah. So. I just yeah, I I pity the Knights. They're away from home, following up on a capitulation. This one will be not a test, but it'll be a real indicator of where they're sort of sitting for the season. Yes. I think because they'll they'll either come out and be determined to show that this that, that last week was an aberration. And yeah. sure they were outclassed, but the the fact that it was such a capitulation was an aberration. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I guess we'll see what happens yeah. with um, Cronulla should do this one easy. Yeah, I think Cronulla will win easily. I don't think it'll be like a, a forty nil sort of situation, but no. I, I think they'll win pretty well. Yep. The Raiders take on the Eels. In Canberra. In Canberra. Saturday evening, obviously late afternoon. The whole Canberra-Canberra advantage thing is not is not really a Canberra's thing yet. Sort of you got to sort of wait till about no. July, I think, before that yeah. one really starts to hit. It's cold. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, look, the, both teams have had some pretty bad declines in the, their second halves. Um, I think that Canberra have a little bit more creativity in them across the park. Norman's obviously a, a phenomenal creative player ineffectual last weekend um, though but yeah oh, he, he was absolutely head fucked after that yeah after that um, that shot so yeah I think Canberra will come away with this one like, like Canberra Canberra played poorly in, sort of in the start of that game against the Broncos but they ground their way just through sheer willpower to, oh, the, to make a, to they, make a they game. They should have lost that a, game by 20. Yeah and, and to get themselves back in with an, yeah. with an opportunity to even win the game yep. so I'm um, Look, so I think Canberra, you know, at home, bouncing back from a close loss, I, I think they'll be fine. I think the Eels are probably proving to be slightly overrated. Yep. Uh, they're not the favourite. I think, think, I think they're like, you know, these favourites for the comp or, you know, they were touted at one stage. Uh, yeah. A solid side, but they aren't there yet. And uh, I think Canberra will be able to take advantage of that. And I think Canberra will get the win. Melbourne Storm take on the Penrith Panthers Saturday night down there in Melbourne. Yeah, um, two schools of thought on this one. You could, you could think that after that performance in the first half last week against the Tigers that there's no way the Storm will, will play like that again. Um, then there's also the fact that the Penrith have the ability to play that, that up-tempo, fast, unpredictable style of football that really worries them. Yeah. I don't think that fucking... I do not think Melbourne Storm will play that first half again this year. No. Um, I think that... If Penrith can get down there and really take it to them early, with with some physicality, then we, we've got enough. Yep. To get it, and I think this is one that, that we really need to win to to really get the the claim to being a team to be afraid of back in because that's worth a lot. The mythos yep. that your team brings to a game is is worth a lot late down in the season. Yep. Still no uh, Bryce Cartwright. Inside, mm. probably probably a good game for him to miss against the Storm. To be honest, yes. When discipline's paramount, yes. <laughs> Look, the Storm, notwithstanding that first half, they're still yeah, they're, they're still the the Ivan Drago robots yes. that they always have been at home uh, in Melbourne. I'm prepared to give them the benefit of the doubt and tip them to get the win. Although, obviously, the Panthers, if they can kind of implement a similar game yeah. plan style and execute it successfully that's it if we can keep it together for 80 and stay in it yeah mm. yeah but the, but you'll have to that's the thing yes you'll have to do it which we're known uh, for uh, yeah uh, the Warriors take on the Gold Coast Sunday afternoon in New Zealand Mount Smart Stadium I've seen nothing from any of the Warriors that made me believe they're interested in winning this football game yeah Hoffman's in there trying his guts out Grevesmule 
Um, in for the Titans. Yeah. James, not suspended. Right? Yeah, yeah, correct. So, um, OJ. Yeah, like, I don't want to tip the Titans, but the Warriors have been fucking bad. I'm tipping the Titans. <sighs> no, Hayne? In theory, I just can't... No. Not even named and extended? No. No. In theory, I just can't see the Warriors losing this game, but that's flying in the face of all the evidence that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Honestly. Anthony Don's named to the 20. There you go. Hmm. All right. Where are we? West Tigers take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons, 4pm, Sunday afternoon, ANZ. I think this is a better opportunity for the Tigers to come out and really prove that they are a serious football side. Yeah, but not only that, there's a couple of very fortuitous changes to the side. Mm. Luke Brooks injured, mm. so therefore it puts us into that space where what, one or the other yeah. is a successful is a successful team, yep. with both of them not so much. Little John is not great, but uh, he'll but he's he's a solid player, and uh, I think he'll deputise well because he'll allow Moses just to take the initiative and be yes. the A guy. That's it. With with no conflict and just a, another warm body who's going to do what he wants to do and, yeah. and run the team the way he wants to run the team. It's like a fucking good marriage. It takes one person just to sit back and do what they're told, and mm-hmm. my wife. So, uh, Elijah Taylor back in too. That's huge, right? That is huge. Uh, and uh, and Sue on the bench. Yeah. He's probably lucky he didn't get a week off. I mean, if it wasn't Persist- a caretaker coach. Persisting with Idris starting. Yeah, look, I'm not convinced the Idris, Idris experiment is... Uh, is entirely good one. I don't understand why uh, you wouldn't start with. Ch- I, th- I feel like Cheekham has been good. I think, yes, uh, much more versatile. Yeah, yeah. And like I get it, they're both kind of forwardy guys that can play in the in the centres. But yeah. I mean, surely that don't, don't do they not have a centre? Again, I, I think if if you look at the history of the centre, and it was back there was that stage where they went bigger and bigger and yep. bigger and bigger and bigger. But I think that's going away now, and it's going yeah, back so towards too. a skillful, fast footwork guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but um, hmm. if the West Tigers can pull that first thirty minutes and get uh, bottle that and and, yeah. and do that again, yeah, then I think that they'll they'll beat the the dragon. Like the dragons have got any answer for that? No, not at all. The storm did incredibly well to keep the damage to fourteen. Yes. In that in that first half, it should have been twenty. Could have been twenty six. It was yeah. The storm were basically in triage that whole yeah. first half. Yep. Um, yep. So yeah. I'd, um. Yeah. Again, it's a home game. Are they at Campbelltown this week? Today and Z. So it's like it's it's it's, it's, it's mm. a home game for nobody really. It's just it's a nothing cavernous. Yeah. Office. Look, I'm going to go out and I'm going to tip the Tigers. West Tigers just on the no Brooks factor. West Tigers to win. Andrew Webster signed a 10-year deal. (laughs) (laughs) And that is full time for episode 248. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks in advance for joining us all you new guys again because my god the stats are fucking nuts it's actually like you got your stats like your rugby league stats and I look at the I look at the the pod the, stats the download stats I was like fucking oh <sighs> good stats <laughs> 
yeah. uh, I can't. I look forward. What's, what's the date today? Is it 29th, 30th? Is it, 29th. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the end of end of March. So this episode, like the brunt of this episode's uh, ones, will go into March as well. Yep. And it's going to be uh, like the most ridiculous, easily triple the record holding month. Uh, I, I think at this stage, you know, should things progress. So it's basically uh, the show is playing like Penrith. Yeah, <laughs> basically, basically, it's uh well no because it started off amazingly, and it's maintained that. There's actually no team that really correlates at this stage. There's been no dips. I was just about to compare us. Everything, to everything's within about like a hundred, two hundred of of every other episode. I was about so. to tell, you know compare us to Matt Moylan, but you fucking wrecked that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, well I mean you can compare yourself to Matt Moylan. It's blasphemy. <laughs> It's been a bit of this week in Matt Moylan. From yeah. you, anyway. You can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Thanks, everyone, for sharing it. Uh, I do see your names, re- repeated names, week in, week out, that constantly support the show on there, so thank you very much. Um, iTunes got a couple of new reviews this week. Uh, we got Normie H. So I'd say that would be our man from uh, earlier in the episode. Mm. Uh, the best type of Gronk's five stars. They provide a humorous, educated look at league better than some commentators. Thursday is the best day of the week. Fantastic. I really appreciate your life, sir. Uh, good show, five stars by Mud Fudge. Go Parramatta. Simple and to the point. Nothing really concerning us. <laughs> but I thank you for your five star rating and your review sir because that's all important and it's the best way to support the show uh, also you can hear our preview show on Sportsmates League Live they've got the whole thing up there as well now uh, plus you know I'm sure Android people have got a way to listen to it do they? I just never it just never fucking do stays really? in my mind everyone always says what the good app is for the Android and I was like it's, not, it's just this information that's not relevant to my yeah. life in any way I just can't retain it Check out check our mentions. Let's scroll back until you see the word Android. <laughs> yes. Actually, when it was, I think it was Whipsy seventy seven that had the Android question the other week, and I did notice. And I'm sorry, I forget who it was. I thought my head. They actually like replied to him as well and said, "No, use this one, mate." So, so Whipsy, good work, community. Retweet it for your fellow degenerate Android. Yeah, users. just just good work, community. You having each other's back though. Uh, Super coach Odie McOatface in first place. Junior Mints, Ebenezer Rascals, Bobbers, Mighty Doggies, Lucky Punks, Dingbats, Thiday Night Lights, Uncle Corey's Oats, and Sesame Timbers round out the top ten. Uh, Jamie underscore Mancini one tweeted us and said, uh, "Please pass this to Pud's Picks on Supercoach uh, So if you are if you are the, the uh, owner of Pud's Picks on Supercoach we have a message here. Uh, fuck you, new updates would fuck me over, fuck Paul Vaughan and he's 90, fuck. So, sounds like you sounds like you grounded win on adjustments over somebody, <laughs> thanks to uh, Paul Vaughan and his try. Video referee decision on a... Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, tipping, one-eyed tiger underscore on top, and uh, he's out, out alone on top, and at one point back we got Mitch Door 13, bend him like fooey fooey, E underscore rascals, TBI Dragons. Oh, sorry, we go back one. TBI Dragons, Maddie R, NZ Tiger, Toozy, Cowboy, and Toto TV rounding out the top 10. Oh, yeah. lot of familiar names in there, that's for sure. So, uh, well done, guys. And uh, you, you got 8 out of 8 last week, right? I thought it was such an obvious thing to get 8 out of 8. Like, I, 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 I didn't remember who I tipped, but I had a look and I got 8 out of 8. Oh, really? And then I looked at the competition average and it was like 5. I was like, wow. Fuck. Pretty low standard comp. Yeah, nice. Well, you look at the top, the top ten people. Only about three or four of them got eight out of eight. 
Jesus. Last round. So, mm. so I made a big move. I was like, nice. I was way down. And yeah, now nice. I'm like, now I'm on the verge of announcing myself as a, as a mid as a mid rank oracle oracle as a mid rank oracle that's above that's not in the triple figures in the rankings excellent that's it uh, so yeah thanks for sharing the show around guys make sure you tell your friends uh, we've got so many new people on board this year it's still, um, we still haven't had a satisfying answer as to why but I'm just going to keep rolling and uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to the newest Full Nation member yeah um, the other day very early in the morning Twill Nation stalwart uh, and in real life friend to a bunch of listeners including myself um, he and his wife had their second child together you so you to like Zeb you. congratulations on welcome I was going to say you were doing a whole pre I'm like oh who had the fuck kid <laughs> <laughs> to uh, congratulations little Duke Duke came into the world fantastic strong is there, is there a story behind Duke there may be. Okay, you just don't know it. Okay, no, cool. but I'll catch up with him soon. Right, good. Congratulations, welcome to Twill Nation. It's good to hear. Mm. So, yeah, listen to the show, share, like, Have spread babies. the word, procreate. <laughs> <laughs> spread your seed far and wide. That's it. Twill Nation. <laughs> As we create this, <laughs> this army, it's soon to become a cult. <laughs> G-world domination. We did have discussions about achieving religious status. Overthrow the government. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Are we still recording? <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you next week. Later.